several things I can help you with. You can say Xbox console, Xbox Live, games, accessories, repair. Bienvenido a Trae Game Done Podcast, los episodios número 107. Yo soy señor, uh, señor Ding Dong y, y Mr. Chupon es no uh, homoerótico nombre. Yo, yo no sé. Uh, viva la Alfred. Yo es Jason Bourne Identity. <laughs> It's Jason Bourne. Jason, Jason Bourne. Ja. Ja, Jason. Yeah, yeah, Jason. Tony! Oh, right, he's late. All right, we're going to go on without Tony until he gets up from his hangover and his liver problems. And yeah. he will be here in full liver force. But Mr. for now... Friday having Emmer. Oh, wait, you have Fridays too. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to start off uh, by talking about... Uh, gee, what have we been playing? Ow. Um. <laughs> I hate that game. You know the miracle missions? Uh, they have ten things, and it has to go on for ten times. I I, I put that out of my memory. I forgot what he says now. Cause I... uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll ask him again. But anyway, um, no, we won't. <laughs> I have been playing Final Fantasy Tactics. I think I'm in my seventieth hour, and I haven't played it really much all week, or else I would have said I finished it. But I'm on a steady push to finishing it because I. Unlock the Dark Knight class, and then I unlocked a couple of secret characters that I felt that I could use. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry, folks, I did not unlock Cloud. Oh, maybe once uh, I return to the game after like a year and forget how to play, and still decide to use my save file from the end of the game before the last fight, because you can't use the save file after you've finished the game. So oh, I'm, I'm gonna save a separate file. Oh, I see, I see. Um. I will probably go and get Cloud and do the all like the Midnight's Deep and all this other crap that is extra in the game that I'm just not gonna do now. Um, I played some Rock Band Two that I bought on Sunday, and I was playing with Evelyn a little bit. We were doing um like multiple guitar stuff. I had actually made a post in um Rock Band forums about uh. The Metallica single that was said to be going to Rock Band before the album came out, and nothing happened, of course. <laughs> and then I I got vehemently yelled at because too many people have been bringing up that topic, yet I couldn't find any, anything about it. So that's why I created an account and asked. And uh, did you get yelled at by Alex? No, I got <laughs> yelled at by a whole bunch of different people. And so I was like, look, man, you don't have because somebody said something about how the album, they, they don't even want to hear it because the album sucks or whatever. And I'm like, you know, you may feel certain ways about the album, but don't push your shit on me. Right. And um, I happen to like it, and I'd like to know where this came from. And then people like, you know, people dicks. And then Screwtop, actually, from, uh, used to be on Games, uh, GameSpot. Yep. He uh, came to my rescue, sort of. Good. He was like, you know, don't bother with these dickheads on this forum. Uh, and, yeah, it's been brought up a couple of times already. I'm like, all right. And then uh, a moderator came up and said what everybody else said. Um, 
you know, it's been brought up a lot. And the answer is um, Metallica reserved the right and they didn't exercise it. Okay, thanks. That's all I wanted to know. Uh, okay, so like they actually were going to and then they said nah. Yeah, I guess because Activision gave them the greens. Right. Uh, yeah, even though it would have been better to have the album on Rock Band because nope. then I could choose the songs I want instead of having to have the whole album. But I digress. Hmm. Uh, I think I played some Too Human. I know I played some. You think you played some? I don't remember. remember. Everything is like one big blur (laughs) because I haven't had a day off yet. And I think I I, actually I don't even know. I might have played some Gears of War and I might have played some Too Human. And uh, that's it. I yeah, that's it. You just got the uh, the game right? Not the not the um, not any instruments. Are they selling the instruments yet separately? Yes, they are selling instruments separately. Um, the wireless drums and the wireless guitar. I don't mm-hmm. know about the wireless mic, but uh, there are already reviews like about the guitar, and they mm-hmm. said the guitar feels so much better. Um, the buttons are quiet. The strum bar is like a combination of the Explorer and the Rock Band guitar, where it, okay, it so, clicks, yeah. so it responds okay. better. The strum bar. Uh huh. But so it clicks. What what part of it is you know rock bandish? It's just the shape. Um, no, it's still like um, bit kind of mushy. Like if oh. you were to push down all the way on it, but you don't have to worry about like how hard you're pushing on the the strummer. Oh, okay, because you will, can feel it. Yeah, it it will actually react and respond uh, with I guess any kind of impact or any kind of pressure. Okay, uh, I'd like to get one of those because. Um, I would like to have two Rockman guitars instead of playing with the Guitar Hero 3 guitar only right. when I have, like, when I'm playing with Evelyn. I'd like right. to play some solos myself, but she doesn't play the Rockman guitar at all. Okay. I mean, she doesn't play the Guitar Hero guitar at all. Oh, uh, I was confused. Was like, you know, like, ah. Yeah, I know. I, I can play you through your full loop. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you one thing I haven't done a lot this week, and I was listening to the Metallica album. That's what I'm going to say about that. I like it. Um, I've seen it. I seen it. Uh, yeah. I heard it. So, uh, I'd like to just put a little mention about um, Guitar Hero World Tour and how I'm not looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the fact that 16% of the Guitar Hero track list is found on Rock Band 2 or on Rock Band DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game itself just doesn't seem to be too compelling for me. And, and I was reading the Rockman forums again, like yesterday, this morning, I should say, at work. And people were talking about how the the note charts were all mangled. You know, they're, they're just, like, not right uh, in Guitar Hero 3. Mm-hmm. Some people were in trying three? to say that rock. Really? Well, not, not right as in incorrect, but not right as in unfairly difficult. Too hard? Like those three-note oh. eh. chords and things like that that switch fingers? Yeah. yeah. Um... That's why they call an expert, but go ahead. Yeah, that's, of course. Um, there, some people were saying that Rock Band 2's difficulty was just like that, and they were upset with that. Uh, specifically, they were talking about like the last three songs that you play on guitar, which is Visions, Panic Attack, and Painkiller. Mm-hmm. But then other people said, no, it's nothing like that. It's difficult, but um, instead of the game spiking difficulty at the end it's actually more progressive in difficulty 
Uh-huh. So that may be why some people see that Rockman 2 is harder than Rockman. Uh, but at least the note charts aren't, um, I forget what they said, oh, mischarted or something like that, as like Guitar Hero 3. And then I thought, oh boy, I think I'm going to be looking at more of that in World Tour. You know, I, I, really I want to. I'm wondering how they specifically say it's mischarted because I'm not a guitarist and I don't know how those songs are actually supposed to be charted. I don't know their tabs. So are they saying? Are they? Are they implying that like Activision was like, let's just add a third note in there just to be jerks? You know um, what I mean, is that what? Because yeah. I'm a little confused. I I would think that because a lot of the songs that I play <clears throat> on guitar, like I don't play. There, there are no chords on a guitar that involve um they are but there aren't like when it comes to playing this type of music that require your first finger your second finger and your pinky okay you know? it, it just doesn't your chords don't really work out like that it's not you can't make a first and a fourth and uh and an eighth you know like if you were to do music theory mm-hmm. one four and eight just don't really make a chord um it does, but it makes a different chord. It makes a, a five and eight of another chord. But anyway, um, when you play stuff like threes and sevens mm-hmm. on Guitar Hero 3, you can see what – I think that's what they mean by mischarting, where it's like, you know, they made it difficult by switching the fingers around like that unnecessarily. It could have oh, been I just see. as hard okay. like on Guitar Hero – I'm sorry, on Guitar on Rock Band DLC where it's – I would say it's easy. It's much easier to play, but that's because I I've played the Guitar Hero one until I kind of understood how it worked. Uh-huh. But I think for someone new going into threes and sevens on expert, I think that they would probably like to play the Rockman one better or more. Right. Okay. And uh, I think that's what they mean by mischarting. It's just like they're unfairly making they're making it difficult unnecessarily. There are other ways to make the song difficult other than having Without you... just throwing in an extra note. Right, and not even throwing in an extra note because the three-note chords are fine. It's just how they manage it. It's like, okay, well, we're going to make you do one, three, four, and then we're going to make you switch to the... Oh, let me go back for a second. We're going to make you do one, three, four, starting on red. So it would be red, blue, orange. And then we're going to make you do, like right after that, red, orange, yellow. Uh, red, orange, I'm sorry, red, yellow, orange. And mm-hmm. then right after that, we're going to make you shift down to green and do green, blue, yellow. Right. So you're like, you're throwing your fingers around and how do they expect you to really kind of get good at it without playing a game, playing that song like 100,000 times? Right, right. And I guess maybe that's... Yeah, I, I, could, I, could see, I, I could see where it's frustrating for someone who knows the song. Um, I'll say from my perspective, as someone who doesn't know how it's played and, and who... You know, whose instrument of choice is really not entirely chord based. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, you know, as a person who plays game, who just likes his games and likes this because it's a fun game and not because it, it is a replication of playing a guitar. Like, because all it is, it makes you feel like you're playing it, but it's not really like supposed to be a simulator. Right. I don't like, think that they're going at it from a musical, uh, tec- t- uh, technical musical standpoint. I think they're coming at it from a fun standpoint where. To them, it's not fun to be mangling your fingers like that when right. a song could be made fun in a different way. I, I guess, but what I was going to finish off with mm-hmm. is that then, the, I mean, these are the same type of people who go, oh, Ninja Gaiden's too hard. You know, I like I, I can sympathize with, with that, but at the same time, 
It's called Expert for a reason. It's one of the last songs in 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 like one of the one of the last sets for a reason, you know. And if the frustration comes musically, I can understand that. And if you just don't like two two difficult things, I I understand that. But again, it's like, well, some games are hard, you know. Deal with it. That's the way I feel about it, at least. Okay. I I don't think that honestly, I don't think that they're the same people who would say Ninja Gaiden is too hard. Oh, I, I should clarify. I mean, like, the similar archetypes of people. You know what I mean? Like, okay. in the in the realm of music games, these are the type of people who are like, eh, I don't, oh, oh you know, I don't want to do, it's too hard. Like, it, it's funny because I wrote an article about, um, about the, the note timing in mm-hmm. Rock Band. And... I said it, it went up on anothercastle.com, and I don't know what ha- what's happened to that site. I haven't I haven't spoken to Jason, so it looks like it's been down or something. I, I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I wrote about like oh, the, you know, because this is a game aimed at the casual market, and because uh, <clears throat> it's by the same team who made Guitar Hero Two, you know, I'd expect that the note timing would be the same kind of leniency, so because uh, it, it would better fit the uh, the target market. For example, I fail on Number of the Beast routinely, whereas in Guitar Hero, it's it, you know I only fail once in a while. And then I get a comment left out there going, uh, "Translation: I can't play the expert game on expert, even though I'm an expert. Therefore, the game's too hard." And I'm like, "That's not what I was saying at all." No, you know, not at all. So, and, and so I, I understand that. Um, I, I understand that. Uh, I, you know, I might be unfairly lumping these people into kind of like this this kind of wussy lump, which that I'm not set out to do. But uh, I just think that. You know, it's it's a ch- more challenging game, and you know, welcome to video games. Mm-hmm. And look who decided to wake up with his liver spots. It's Tony. What have you been playing? Uh, <laughs> uh, You've been playing alcohol. Had a pawn. Oh boy! Anything else that you actually like? Yeah, I finally got a mega pawn. It was fucking awesome. Oh, Megapon so so it's, so you don't hate it anymore. <laughs> Well, it's just unfair. I mean, like, you got to do all these fucking missions, and they, like, you know, they expect you to do these, uh, you know, these miracle things. and Oh, uh, here we go fever. again. Hey, listen, that's my <laughs> biggest gripe with it. I mean, like, you know, you're most powerful at your fever, and if you're not, you're going to get fucking killed. What else, I mean, have you, simple. what else about these mega ponds works? Uh, well, for some reason, they're playing tubas, and notes are coming out of them. <laughs> Boom, boom, and boom, the notes boom, boom, boom. bounce off of enemies and stay for a little while, so it keeps on hurting them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, these mm. things are powerful. Mm. What, is there anything wrong with are. them? No, they're awesome. Wow, they, they, weird, they don't have a weakness awesome. or anything? Oh, maybe that's their weakness. They look well. weird. That is absolutely their weakness. (laughs) You know, they're they're um like the other uh, patapons had like these skinny stick legs and stuff like that. These uh megapons, they're making them look bad. They got long, slender legs. They walk and their knees bend and shit like that. And they got this one eye and they're looking all groovy and shit like that. Well, the (laughs) patapons suck now. Why don't you just make an army of all megapons? No, you can't. I know. You could only get one set. Yeah, so... That's um, their weakness. That's the game's weakness, not their weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the strategy. Well, they wouldn't call a game Patapon anymore. They call it Megapon. Yeah. Yeah, they call it, uh, you mega, know, mega, Advanced mega Megapon. Yeah, Advanced Megapon. Start off with shit teams, then decide whether you want a Megapon or not. Uh, yeah, I choose Megapon. <laughs> cake or Fuck. death? I'll take a uh, cake. 
I oh, think cake. Yeah, that cake, please. Yeah. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Give him cake. <laughs> what uh? What about Fantasy Star Two? How's that going? Have you have you decided to give into the dark no, side? No, I didn't and, pick it up. No. Nope. No, <laughs> Anything else? No, I didn't pick up. <laughs> no alcohol, at least. What kind of oh, drinks yeah. did you have yesterday, drunkie? Oh God, Jesus fucking Christ! What didn't we have? <laughs> Just put it that way. It was a wild fucking night. Cocaine wild. and tonic water, which in and rum and heroin. Not Anything that else? Wild. <laughs> <laughs> You do care about your heart more than people may think, so kudos to you on the restriction. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no powder tonight. That's all right. Um, yeah. Nothing I'll else? Just take, I'll just take liver disease. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the heart. Sinosis the wonder dog. <laughs> okay, uh, I nothing else. I suppose yeah. I should uh, ramble. Uh, uh, I'm playing I'm playing Devil May Cry, trying to finish that shit finally. Um, I, the I, first one? Yeah. Jesus. Because, like... Well, I mean, I'm playing it at work, right? And I come okay. home from work in the hotel. There's nothing to do. There's no one there. The, the city's kind of dead. And I'm playing Devil May Cry. I turn off the lights so I can see the screen better because it's like a shitty mm -hmm. TV, right? And I'm just playing it, and and it's all, like, moody and dark and just kind of, like, unpleasant to look at it in that in that lighting. And then, like, it's it's not that it's not hard, hard, but it's challenging so that after, like, the seventh time that I die on something, I'm just, I'm just like, you know what? This is too gloomy. I don't want to play it anymore. Let me and and I throw in something else like a, like a movie or, or just watch TV. You know what I mean? It, it's got that kind of, like it's that type of thing where when I'm when I'm in the mood for Devil May Cry, I'm into it like way into it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just trying to clear it, but I'm coming home like tired from work and I just want to kind of sit and chill and play a game, it's not the type of game you want to play. <laughs> you know, because no, it's very involved and if yeah. you're trying to relax, you're you're like okay, button combination. Oh fuck this. Well, see, it's not just that it's involved because I could play God of War all day, and I like God of War better. It, it's a type of thing where it's you know it's a combination of the the atmosphere, and the difficulty and the chapter structure. So, it's like in Devil May Cry, you go up to a boss, you die, you start over from your save point at the beginning mm. of the chapter. In in God of War, you die at a boss, you go to a checkpoint. And you go right back to the boss, or like you're 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 outdoors and it's colorful looking. You know what I mean? Devil May Cry, it's all dark and mm -hmm. and you know goth and, and 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 badass and shit like that. So it's like, like again, <laughs> you know, like you know, Dante's oh he's cool and his hair doesn't move. You know, mm -hmm. but it's it's the type of thing where when you're into it and you're way into it, you're going go for you're gonna go for it. And when you're not, it's just like you you can't. You'd rather play something else. And dare I say it? I hate to say it. But it's the same problem that I have with Ninja Gaiden from before. Is that's the mm. only thing that was holding me back? I had to really be in the mood for it. But when I was in the mood for it, there was nothing. There was no action that was better on Xbox, you know. But with Devil May Cry, I think I'm. Uh, I cleared 16 chapters, and Al, how many are there? 22 or 24? Two, one. Wait, I don't fucking remember. I think there are it's 24. 24. Well, for some reason, I'm thinking 30, but 30 is in another game. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, I mean, I, I I'm slowly but steadily getting there. Um, I I did pop in uh, for my quote unquote lighthearted relaxed experience. I popped in this game called Yakuza, uh, which which I got um, interested in because of uh, Garnet Lee of One Up Yours. He was raving about it. He was like, "Oh, this game is so fun!" And it's uh it's it's a beat 'em up in the semi guise of a GTA clone, in that you got okay. a little mini map and you run around Tokyo. And and you know you have to go to you have to go to this place and that in order to get stuff accomplished. But 
you don't jack cars. It's not an open world. It's linear. Um, it's very heavily cutscene story driven. Um, I, I know GTA is getting that way now, but I mean the other stuff, the the openness is not there. It's a straight up beat 'em up, and I actually like it a lot for that. Like the fighting feels brutal. It doesn't feel kind of smooth uh, and graceful like God of War. It doesn't feel um, uh, uh, stylish, if you want to call it, like like Devil May Cry, and it doesn't feel as quick and as 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 sleek as Ninja Gaiden. It feels like brutal. It feels, you know, because it's just, it's a dude in a gangster suit, in a white suit with a tattoo, uh, just beating people down with his fists and throwing them into walls and then, like, smashing their heads into a desk. Uh, and it's really all just easy to do. And not not to say that the game itself is easy, but it's easy to pick up and learn just like, you know, just like God of War was. And uh, it's really cathartic. That's what I like about it. It's not, and, and because it's, um, because it's what's it called? <laughs> Antonio has just put down in the chat room. It sounds like a night at my dad's house. Um, because it's so more, and and you know, I, I use this term liberally, but because it's grounded in reality more so than a Devil May Cry, uh, which in which you can stab yourself with a sword and not die, or God of War where uh, you're facing off against harpies, or Ninja Gaiden where it's ninja versus tank. Um, it's it's a gangster fight. It's a gangster brawl. You know, it, it, you know, Japanese mafia going around with a baseball bat, cracking it over people's shins, and you know, breaking their <laughs> ear or something. I don't know. It's breaking. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Um, Austin, can you like bludgeon people like uh, Joe Pesci does in Goodfellas? Just like uh, beating the shit out of them with a blunt not gun. A, not not excessively because I mean when you defeat them obviously they don't just lay there and they just they disappear in a fl- or no they just they, they they don't get up anymore so you can't bludgeon them but um ah. like you can um you can do a punch punch kick uh sorry square square triangle combo to to double them over mm-hmm. and then at that point you can press circle to grab them when you grab them you can do any number of things you can either throw them over your shoulder like like karate or you can uh just keep on punching them. Or this is my favorite. Like I was saying, you could smash their head into a wall or desk, mm. Um, mm. but you have to you have to drag them over to the. You have to use a, the analog stick to to walk them over to the wall. Mm. So it's it. I, I don't know why that seems more satisfying, but it does because like you're beating on them, and then you you see your character like you know slowly walking them over to the wall, and you can just anticipate him going boom, like you know just smashing his nose against the wall, and the guys going ah. So you, you have to see it in action. It's it's not. It's nothing special, but it just it's mm. just a lot of fun to watch. Mm. Um, like gratuitous gangster fisticuffs. <laughs> gratuitous. <laughs> um, I, I, that, that's about all I've been playing. I tried to play Call of Duty 4 on my DS, but I, I, my, the, L button, the L button on my DS is, is acting up. Aww. So I, I can't shoot. <laughs> I, I'm gonna that have to you trade won't it in. Won't be able like, to get through Call of Duty without shooting. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. I'm gonna have to trade it in. Hush, hush. So. Excuse me. Oh. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> I was really. <laughs> I was really trying to get that. Excuse me, out first. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay, let's uh, Aww, let Meg. us. Oh, oh, Meg. Oh no, Meg. Oh, <laughs> Meg. Meg. News time. Meg, Meg, Meg. News, news, news. 
are on to the bucket of newses, and uh, this is actually surprising to me. I thought this would happen. I mean, I thought the acquisition would happen, but apparently not. EA and Take-Two end acquisition talks. This is from Game Life by Chris Kohler. Electronic Arts will not make a proposal to acquire rival Take-Two Interactive Software, the company said Sunday. Quote, After careful consideration, including the management God. presentation <laughs> and review of other due diligence materials, you limp dick suckers, provided by Take-Two, <laughs> EA has decided not to make a proposal to acquire Take-Two and has terminated discussions with Take-Two, EA said in a statement. Electronic Arts first made a $2 billion, $26 per share offer for Take-Two in February. When the Grand Theft Auto Maker's management rejected the offer, EA turned hostile, buying up as many shares as it could for the offer price. EA continued to extend the tender offer, but withdrew it last month, entering into private talks with Take-Two. It's probably like, well, we got enough shares now, so we're making money. Mm -hmm. Take-Two issued Mm -hmm. a quick response to EA's announcement, saying in part that the company remains, quote, Actively engaged in discussions with other parties in the context for a formal process to consider strategic alternatives. And You're quote, a phony. In other words, You're a phony. In other words, that it is still considering potential suitors. Just maybe not EA. Take-Two stock price jumped considerably following the EA offer, kind of the reverse of what happened to Lehman Brothers. Oh, mm-hmm. but has been on a steady decline since then. It should be interesting to see if it drops all the way back down to February levels. Around $17. When the markets open Monday. Hot tip. Don't buy mortgage-based securities. <laughs> Take two. Mm-hmm. What happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, uh, no, what's it called? No EA Big in my Grand Theft Auto. No um, Madden players in my, uh, in my Grand Theft Auto. And that means no NBA 2K for EA. Oh. Oh. Oh, Meg. Oh, any oh, any, any thoughts as a as a two K, two K sports junkie, Al? Not a sports junkie, but a, but a, a you don't fan think of, they're gonna still an X fan? Hostile take, an X fan, X fan. I don't think that they've completely um, abandoned. They're like, fuck <coughs> you, take two. No. We got shares. That's true. I mean, they they said they were. I mean, like you said, like you asked Tony, will they turn hostile again? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know. I mean, they could always do it, but like, it, I, I'm just saying, like for now, it seems like it's dead. So, mm-hmm. squash, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, well, you know, I think ahead. also their stock is dropping. So why buy now? You know. So I mean, like, their stock gets hot when they put out a new fucking Grand Theft game, and that's not. They missed happen. the they missed the boat on that one. They yeah. were, that's what they were trying to do. They're trying to buy them before Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto came out, and then like Take Two was like, <laughs> no, no thanks. We want our money like, to no, be no. ours. We like yeah, exactly. We like our money. Yeah. <laughs> You got your own money, Dad. You fucking greedy man and bitches. Man and bitches. Oh, that would have been I, crazy to have money from GTA and Madden. Yeah. Peter Moore be shaking in his boots. He's like, oh, oh, <laughs> money. I'm so glad I jumped ship. Yeah, I mean, I could. Uh, th- there's a. I mean, definitely EA could benefit from that. They could benefit from Bioshock, which is coming out for PS3, and obviously a sequel's in the way. Uh, mm-hmm. They could benefit from. Oh, excuse me, belching. Um, they can. What That's else? No good. What else has they put out? Yeah, the, the, the NBA 2K series, but well, they I mean, can benefit from the lack of NBA 2K series. What do you mean the lack? <laughs> well, oh, you'd be buying. They but what I meant them, was, I bring it out. Yeah, I see what you mean. But I, I, what I meant was, when they take up 2K, um, not only are they going to eliminate it, but they're going to incorporate hopefully some of the better designs. They would be incorporating some of the better designs into NBA Live. Oh, uh, probably. Uh, unless yeah. they really don't, or unless they really, really don't care at all. You know, uh-huh. but I mean, 
I I know that the trend is towards consolidation, but I'm I guess I guess for whatever reason I'm I'm happy to see Take Two still alive on its own feet. You know, mm. I don't ever like to see a company gobbled up by another. Not because I don't believe in like you know the open market, but just because it's like I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just uncomfortable with one one house dominating everything to to the point where franchises get eaten up it's it's like there's there's little identity in the other franchises anymore there's, there's going to be less of them and you know it, the same thing is happening with Activision they bought a Blizzard you know Vivenda mm-hmm. Vivenda Action Blizzard Vivacta Blizzard you know what the hell you know, t- <laughs> talking about your oh I'm going to exploit the Guitar Hero franchise every year and I know Al has something to say about that you know it's like uh. yes it's a money maker but it's like uh, I don't know just the way they're going about it is, is, is shit you know so uh, before I move on did you want to rant on Bobby Kotick uh, we'll do it when we talk about Guitar Hero World Tour. <clears throat> oh, yes, that's right. We do have an item. <laughs> but instead of Guitar Hero World Tour, there's something else. There's Rock Revolution for Wii. Yay. So it's like, okay, so cool. You know, I, I get to use my, uh, my Rock Band drum kit and my, uh, Guitar Hero guitar on Rock Revolution <clears throat> for my consoles, uh, as well as Wii. Or maybe not, because for whatever reason, it looks like the Wii version is the only one that's not going to be using all the peripherals. Let me let me read this from Kotaku and the Jim Riley. Okay. So there was a there was a Nintendo party last Friday, and by the time you hear this, this is gonna be two Fridays ago. Um <laughs> with Rock Revolution on Wii. Um and so that was normal looking on the PS three and uh, three sixty versions. Like it had the, 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 the five columns with the notes coming down. But he says the Wii version only has three notes on the note set, and he says, Wii version only has three sets of columns, and it makes playing any song on harder difficulties a lot less satisfying when you don't have to worry about mastering a new column set of cascading notes. Let me just mm-hmm. get this out of the way, too. Playing air guitar and drums aren't fun. I tried not to hate it, but there's something about sitting down at a drum kit or pulling guitar over your head that makes the overall mm-hmm. experience more engaging. Mm-hmm. Whether you're playing guitar or drums, you'll either be holding down the C or the Z buttons of the nunchuck while m- moving the remote the Wii remote up and down to mimic strumming, or shaking both like maracas while incorporating the B button. Hey, just like real instruments. For drumming. It would be <laughs> fine if I could use my other instruments to play this, like the 360 and PS3 versions, but I can't. The Wii version only allows for use of the Wiimote in Nunchuck. Mm. Wow. That's dumb. <laughs> I mean, okay. To be fair, this was at like a preview party, so maybe they just didn't have the instruments, mm-hmm. and I would have I would have expected that this writer go up to a representative and ask, "Hey, is there any way that I can plug in my other instruments?" But for the na- for the time being, maybe. Wow, this is dumb. They really like what the fuck? Okay, this is the only thing you can't use any other instruments. There's no other columns, you know. But we still want you to buy the game. And by the way, we still have no memory. So yeah, that's you know. I mean, the, the whole allure of these games is that, you know, it, it, um, it mimics. It doesn't simulate, but it mimics the act of playing an instrument that you can hold in your hands. And when you're just, like, they might as well just scrap the title and call it Air Guitar, you know? That's, what, you know, that's exactly what they should have done, the Air <clears throat> Instrument. That's it. Air Instrument. Air Drums, Air Guitar, Air Bass, Air Fucking Singing. Air fucking and singing. <laughs> like Air a real singing. rock star. 
Al, I mean, Al, do, do you do, do you see any any redeeming qualities about the fact that they don't have any instruments and they're just going to make you use the weed things? I mean, could any I I'm I'm you know I I don't think I'm being fair to it, but I just can't see how appealing it is. I know how appealing it is. If you don't have money, you can <laughs> <laughs> and, and you don't care about music games like that, you'd have a wonderful time playing what like something. I don't even know what the track Something. <laughs> Playing <laughs> something. But I mean, like, the I whole mean, thing is, like, why, why is there no option is what I'm saying. There's no option because they are probably just selling the Wii version short. They're like, ah, well, you know, they don't have Rock Band on the Wii with, uh, you know, instruments or anything. But, oh, yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Yes, they do. You know, it's not like they, uh, you know, didn't have Guitar Hero 3 being, like, the number one or one of the top five selling games for the mm-hmm. Wii uh, with the guitar packed in, what they mm-hmm. did. And, <laughs> and you know, in order, and even in general, when Konami said, we're not going to create a guitar controller for this game, you'll have to use another existing controller. Oh, yeah, that's right. They could have said that for all platforms, but they yep. didn't. They're they like, for the, Wii, for the Wii, we're gonna we're gonna just keep this out of your hands, and we're gonna let your five year old just like break your Wii remote and nunchuck trying to play. You really got me or something. <laughs> I, I really I really hope that it's because this was at a party event and like they only had those options available. I, I really hope so. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, like, what I, if it was a decision that everybody else has a hard drive and we doesn't? So why is anybody going to spend any more money because they learned from Rock Band, you know, not to buy shit for the Wii because there's no downloadable content. You know, you have um, Rock Here, uh, you know, uh, what is it, uh, Guitar Hero World Tour. You have Rock Band and shit like that with all this downloadable t- uh, content. And you're like, holy shit, Wii has nothing. It just has the instruments. Except- I just wasted Sorry. No, no, no. Go, go. Finish your thought, because I. The, the, this... No, because my uh, friend, you know, Andrew, he bought uh, he bought that for the Wii, and uh, that's his biggest gripe. He's like, there's nothing for it, and he was like, I can't fucking believe it. If I had known, I would not have bought it. Well, and, you know. Sorry. No, no, no. Finish. Go on. Go on. I thought you go were on. done. Finish. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Because um, like I, like I was gonna get to, mm-hmm. um. Guitar Hero World uh, World Tour on Wii does have everything that the other consoles do and more. Okay. It has downloadable content. You just stick it onto an SD card. And for the first time ever, which should have happened on launch but didn't because they're short-sighted or stupid or restrictive or idiots, uh, <laughs> you can download the songs to your SD card and play them right from the SD card. Yay! You don't have to like do the whole shuffle like, oh, I have to go into my memory and delete some stuff and move some stuff in. And then I do this, and I have to clean out my fridge. No, you can play it straight from your SD card. You know, where has that been, Nintendo? Oh, wait, we're only, what, two years into the life cycle? Dumbasses. Uh-huh. You know, but, I mean, that does, it, it is there. So Guitar Hero World 2 is like, hey, guess what? We got it. And Konami's mm-hmm. like, hey, guess what? We're not as cool as you. Therefore, we suck. <laughs> and, and is I the ha- drum set yeah. more revolutionary, at least? Uh, it's, that's what the, that's well, it's supposed to be, but if they're not going to have that peripheral on the Wii, then it's like, Then okay. there's no point. Yeah. Well, I will I will paste a picture of them in the chat, and you tell me if it's revolutionary. Yeah, it looks like a um, mess. It looks like a like really? a key lime pie. I don't I don't know why I said that, but it, 
One um, second slow. It looks like a oh. screenshot from Vogue. It looks like freaking uh, uh, Hunchback with like the, the, the bubbly eyes and like the, the weird stuff on his back and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's not good. Looks like a monster. That's not good. But um, it, it looks like Art Deco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a 1960s fucking drum. Oh my god, look at this shit. Oh, what the hell were they thinking? Yeah. That but, was uh, busted. Yeah. Uh, I think I think for in terms of like accuracy, the Guitar Hero World Tour drums look look the most uh, appealing. Mm-hmm. And from that, from the uh, perspective of accessibility, the Rock Band drums look the most appealing because Rock Band is just four pads. Anybody can mm-hmm. get into it. The Guitar Hero World Tour ones are three pads and then two s- fake cymbals, actually mm-hmm. elevated, so it actually feels like you have to reach up to hit them. Which mm-hmm. seems, which is cool. It's just not as accessible as a rock band one. So it's so, but but I, in either case, those two drum sets are cool, and this one just looks like a zit. <laughs> <laughs> looks like, like a couple. Looks, of like them. A, looks like a pimple. <laughs> looks terrible. <laughs> it looks like actually, it looks like the buttons on the PlayStation controller. Oh, triangle, circle. Uh-huh. Oh, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, it looks even weird. even the fucking uh, kick pedal has racing stripes. What's going on? <laughs> Chevrons. It's you know, it's, a think, it's a high-ranking official. It's high-ranking. It's a high-ranking base pedal. Sergeant, Sergeant kick pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Oh this, seems, this seems to be a, a, a music game themed uh, news bucket today because uh, MTV multiplayer blog got its hands on. The guitar praise game that we were talking about a couple of episodes ago. You know, and it's not Jesus, 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 but it might as well be. Actually, no, I was reading this up. This is on multiplayer blog uh, .mtv.com. It was posted uh, on the 19th, which is yesterday. And reading the summary of how the game plays is pretty much like it's Christian metal, but it's on Guitar Hero, so there's nothing really wrong with it. I mean, for for all the fun we've been making fun of, uh, all the fun we've been making about it, like it's Guitar Hero just with Christian Christian rock. So it's oh they got okay. So let's see. It says Flyleaf and DC Talk are two of the bands. I have no idea who they are. Well, Flyleaf I know from Rock Band, mm-hmm. but are they really Christian? Christian? They probably are, but the songs that they have for Rock Band, well, uh, sick isn't it? Um, at really? least I don't think it is. It doesn't sound like it is. Right. It's like about relationship. I, I saw a video of this on Fuse when I was doing videos at work, and mm-hmm. that didn't seem Christian related either. That seemed about relationships. Right. No I one for a uh, guitar hero. What I completely. Oh, that was called Tina. Who who knows mm-hmm. what that song's about? Maybe it's about a girl. Chris Tina, <laughs> which means Christ uh, or Christ. Go ahead, Tony. What are you going to say? Yeah, so um, what qualifies a, a Christian song? you got to mention Jesus or God at least once in a song? Well, it's got to be like about I, – I would think that it would have to be about things that are Christian in nature. Um, faith, something. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, okay, um, so you, you guys tell me – sorry, sorry, I'll interrupt, okay. but this just, I, I want to say this before I forget about it. But you guys tell yeah. me because I, I don't – I wasn't listening to this genre, the, these genres of music back when this song came out. But um, that song by Creed, Higher, mm-hmm. 
That sounds yes. that very much that sounds, sounds like, like a totally Christian song. Yeah, except it that is. it could be misconstrued. It could be misconstrued as "Can you take me higher?" Hey, drug dealer, can you take me? Higher? Right, 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 right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, um, I think uh, you know, like most of the songs, they're like, um, they just mentioned, "Thank you, Jesus, thank you, God, thank you, whatever," and stuff like that. You know, but um, not so blatantly. For that matter, but, yeah. For that matter, uh, like, uh, who you call it? Bette Midler's song, um, what was that, uh. Wind Beneath My Wings. That's a bet. Be mm. Oh, yeah, it is. But, what? No, I didn't know who did it. Was, I don't know right. who does oh, okay. this stuff. But anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> what defines a song as Christian usually is either a uh, subject matter being Jesus' effect on them as a person, um, just uh, yearning for reading the Bible or getting the word and having that affect your life, walking the walk, yeah. uh, stuff from the Bible, um, usually general life things, um, like, you know, singing about relationships and singing about a book that's not the Bible or singing about your job or singing about traffic and things that traffic. other people... <laughs> Well, this, for example, uh, speak, just speaking of traffic. Um, and I got stuck at a red light. No, I don't mean literally about traffic. Today. <laughs> Truck got stuck on the overpass. Oh, God, <laughs> guys, <laughs> shut <laughs> up. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a oh, Megadeth did that song. To you? No, there's a Megadeth song that uh, is called The Disintegrators, okay. and it was written uh, while Dave Mustaine was stuck in traffic. About being stuck. It wasn't about being stuck in traffic, but he was pissed about being stuck uh. in traffic that he wrote a song about people running around destroying shit and taking whatever they want. <laughs> That's what I was referring to. But anyhow, um, usually, like, I think I have a song. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I have a song from Sabotage, which is a Christian rock band called Jesus Saves, but obviously that's a Christian song. Then at mm -hmm. the same time, I have a song from Slayer called Jesus Saves, which is completely it's totally not. not Christian. But let's not Slayer. go there. Um, <laughs> but that's basically what Christian songs are usually about. They're about Jesus' effect on people and being positive and helping people and what would Jesus do, all that other stuff. And it doesn't have to explicitly say the words Jesus or God in there, right? No, it can just have a Christian theme of Thematic, like right. helping people. Uh, okay, turning can I, the other uh, cheek shit. Can I interject? Would you like what to? What if they have a song? What if they have a song um, no. that says, uh, hmm, okay, I killed a man today. I went to church yesterday, though, and I thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you for saving me. But I'm going to kill somebody tomorrow. <laughs> I, I don't think that song would make it anywhere because that's decidedly confused. Decidedly. Do you want to be a serial killer or do you want to be a Christian? Choose one. Wow. Oh, my God. I would no, actually like to hear that song come out. I kill him and hey, but Jesus saved me, but I'm going to kill another one tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I invite children to my Neverland Ranch because they like to be children, and I fed them the Jesus juice, but I swear I won't do it again. Thank you, God. Days, the kid in me likes for another the two kid days. in me likes the kid in me. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to sneak in a, a little religious comment. Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah. God saved me, but only for three hours. Watch out, kids. It's been three hours up. <laughs> mm. 
thank God I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, I, I guess so that, <laughs> I guess oh that the God. kind of the point of this was as much as as much as we're making fun of it, like that what the it it it, it works. You know, my whole thing was that they were trying to do a cheap cash and it was kind of cheap cash, but they were just trying to do a an incompetent cheap cash in to get to the Christian market. Be like, yo, you can't play right. Guitar Hero with the devil's music, but you can play our music, even though the game kind of sucks and it doesn't actually suck in terms of the gameplay. It, it sounds right. like it. Let's see what his sum- the, the summary paragraph was. The verdict is, Guitar Praise is no doubt a slick and surprisingly competent Guitar Hero knockoff aimed at the gameplay and Christian market. Digital Praise seems to embrace that fact instead of trying to reinvent the game music, the music game genre. And aside from the specifically Christian-themed music, there was no overt religious imagery or tones with the game that I noticed. Mm-hmm. For those of you that are interested in rocking with the best while praising the Lord, you can pick up Guitar Praise for the PC or Mac starting next week. For a hundred bucks, so for a hundred bucks, you get the software and the guitar. Now, my thing is that because it's for the PC and Mac, I, uh, you know, for its own purposes, how much of a mark of a market can it reach? The world, the world, God's children. <laughs> but it does. It doesn't look very complex from a graphical standpoint. So hopefully, for its sake. You know, it won't have to have like high hardware requirements. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, to to run, so that if it wants to penetrate the market, then it can do so. I mean, it, it, I, I I guess I just have a bad taste in my mouth from um, Al. What was that RTS called? The Christian RTS. Oh, uh, left behind. Left left behind. Yeah, you know, and like people reviewed that and were like, okay, I'm not reviewing this poorly because it's a Christian game. I'm reviewing it poorly because it's a poor game. Well, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, and and you know, it's just it's it's good to hear that someone decided to knock off the right way. You know, if you're gonna copy the best, do it right. Right. My only problem is that they're using triforces for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the note jewels are triangles. <laughs> now, isn't the triforce? Wouldn't they consider that like like a, a pagan symbol? Why are they using? Absolutely, and it's an upside down triangle. So, yeah. oh, so oh, 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 anything oh, upside oh, down. To. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that's right. Overlay a right side up triangle, and you've got the Star of David. Wrong religion. Whoops. Where's Ethan? Where's Ethan? Well, not only that, they don't want to acknowledge that the pyramids were here um, <laughs> about the time that the Bible was created. So Let they were like, oh, triangle people. down. Triangle down. Go. Triangle down. <laughs> triangle down. <laughs> Moving on to more music games, except this is not about the game itself, but about chicken. Yay. Brian Crescente from Kotaku. Do you, actually, Al, do you want to read this with with a sneering, cynical voice? No. Yeah, I'm better. Not that. Okay, You're not, okay wh- so. Why not? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> it looks like Activision has gotten in bed with the Colonel. Sanders, that is. We understand that Kentucky Fried Chicken is teaming up with Activision to do some mega corp co branding with Guitar Hero World Tour and KFC. Oh, Specifically, God. the Chicken Restaurateur plans to kick off a contest at the end of next month to give gamers and chicken lovers the chance to win a <laughs> plasma TV, sound system, furniture, refreshment center, ostensibly with chicken, gaming consoles, and up to 25 games. About what? chicken. How about what? About <laughs> chicken. How about chicken? Yeah. How about a biscuit? A biscuit. <laughs> The contest will be tied to the chain's 32-ounce drink cups, which will have Guitar Hero images slapped on them. Oh, the two also plan to introduce cheat codes to the game that will unlock special features. I don't want to see Colonel Sanders naked. They also plan to feature <laughs> KFC in the actual game with 
innovative branded cameos. Oh, fucking dear. Didn't we have that from the fucking Burger King guy in yeah. the fucking fight night or some shit like that? No, that was no. Sneak King. No, but he was at the Burger King. Oh, oh you're talking about night. Burger King and Fight Night. Yes, yes. Yeah, they yeah. Had the king in yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, I'm not talking about Sneaky. Which, by the way, I, I, I wanted to know if anybody played any of those Burger King games. No, I was actually did. tempted to go out and do it. I forgot who did. Somebody somebody mail Yeah, somebody did write in and we read his mail, but that was a long time ago. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, in general, they were very successful with that campaign. Yeah. <clears throat> now and, uh... This doesn't sound nice. This doesn't. Okay, yeah. You want to know about a song? Here's the bio of the person that made the song. Brought to you by KFC. Brought to you by KFC. Eat your chicken. Yeah. Now, my <laughs> like, I, I, I think my, my, my stance against, uh, not necessarily against, but my stance on, on in-game advertising is soft a little bit over the years. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, just thinking about it. And it's like, look, if they can make money, they want to make money. My problem right. is that if NBA 2K7, for example, a game that I love, um, when they do a replay, sometimes they have uh -huh. special like fast break replays sponsored by Power Bar. Mm -hmm. Right, you like, told me this. Yeah, yeah, and it it, yeah. it it you can't skip it. You can skip the mm -hmm. replay, but you can't skip the the logo coming up on the screen. Because they want to infuse it right. in your brain. Exactly. But wait, that's, it's not like a two like a passing quick like half second or full second logo. It's like it's like. It's like Kenny Smith goes, "Oh no, it's time for the Power Ball fast break replay." <laughs> replay. You know, it's like, yeah. come on, let me just skip it. You know, and uh, again, I understand that uh, it, the, the one thing about it is that it, it fits in with the game, so I can't complain that much about it. It's a basketball game. Of course, you're going to have Power Bar. Mm -hmm. Whatever, that's fine. Um, Outrun 2 has a whole bunch of AMD, you know, the, 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 the chip maker has a whole bunch of AMD posters plastered on the side of the walls. That's fine. If they want to make Colonel Sanders a playable character, that's fine because I don't have to choose him. Hey, if I don't want to. In Ninja Turtles for Nintendo, they had Pizza Hut posters on the wall. Right, and that and that made sense, you know, and that's and that fine. Was cool. No, but it made sense. Yeah. That, that's a favorite food. Yeah, and like, mean, like you know, um, Guitar Hero, KFC, whatever. Maybe it doesn't make sense, but again, if it's an unlockable kernel, I don't have to. Oh, unlock, you know what the like, I don't have to. I don't be. have to unlock Sorry. him, and I don't have to use yeah. him if I don't want to. It's just kind of like, like when Gideon was writing in about the complaints against Soul Calibur having Star Wars characters, you don't have to use them. Yeah, um, right. And that wasn't my beef with them, but so so it's like that's fine. But if they if before every song they they slap in a logo that you can't skip that says like brought to you by KFC or something, that's really annoying. But if actually what would be funny is if one of the locales was a KFC joint and you're playing on top of the counters, I, I, that'd be kind of funny to me. <laughs> what if I have you no played problem. as Buckethead? Yes, yes. <laughs> See, that would so be I, double advertising. Yeah. And, hey, I figured out the tie-in. What? Um, after you get your licks on a guitar. Get come your, lick your fingers. Come lick your Finger fingers. looking yeah. good, bitch. Yeah. Eat your chicken. <laughs> Eat your chicken. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with the concept of in-game advertising outright. I just don't want it to be done obnoxiously. Yeah, because it makes no sense. And, I mean, like, like, with a game like this, because it's hits such the mainstream, I kind of feel like they might make it obnoxious, you know? Like, mm -hmm. like the Burger King guy in Fight Night used to piss me off, but now I'm just like, okay, it's it's kind of stupid, but... Whatever, like, can can I skip him? Yes? Okay, mm -hmm. that's fine. You um, know it would be really obnoxious? You ready for this? I'm sitting down. I'm bracing <laughs> You select the song, right? You go, say, for example, Guitar Hero World Tour, you're like, okay, I'm going to go expert. Quick play. I'm going to choose this song. Loading screen. It's just this big KFC logo. It says loading <laughs> in the lower right corner. <laughs> <laughs> KFC for, like, five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> 
That's a and then watch. you play your song. And then after the song is over, the next loading screen is a bucket of KFC. Your chicken coming out of it. Steam coming out the top. What does this have to do with my guitar playing? Exactly. <laughs> it, 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 feeds you, it feeds you the energy with which to play your licks. And lick your fingers. doing that shit. You can't play drums eating KFC. They should put you a can play drums with You can play drumsticks. If you're eating KFC and you're playing drums, you, you will can, have a heart attack. Use our drumsticks on KFC drums. <laughs> KFC drums. It's a whole bunch of KFC buckets. Yeah. And you play with you play two with chicken legs. <laughs> hey, we should, go, we, should, we should make a guitar game and, and oh team up God. with Popeyes. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, Popeyes. No. oh no! That's a stroke, sir. Moving on, past past chicken. Uh, Spore. Spore is a game that many people have been looking forward to. Me, not one of them, but that does look interesting. It has problems with the DRM, so. Initially, when you loaded the game in, you could only install it on three PCs at a time, and uh, not uh, you can't play them. I don't know if you can't play them simultaneously. I'll, that's that's a given. But you can only install it three times before your further installs require a phone call to EA's customer service saying, "I'm not a criminal. I'm a legitimate consumer." Please, please, please let me install my game. I know I installed it three times already, but I have upgraded my PC, and my video card the first time, and I had to reinstall Windows. Then I upgraded my sound card, and then I upgraded my OS to Vista. So please, please let me install it a, a fourth time because I'm a paying customer. Let me think about it. Okay, sure. Mm. Why should I have to go through that if I'm a paying customer? Well, apparently EA thinks that we're all thieves. That's why. And then, <laughs> you know... A lot of people are complaining that the game was uh, cracked and distributed on like BitTorrent before it even launched. So the only ones who are getting boned are the people who paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know people who wanted to pirate it got it before it even came out in stores without the DRM. Now, granted, granted, if you don't activate it properly, uh, I don't think you can. You can't like the pirates can't play their version online with people. They can't accept other people's content. Serves them right. You know, mm-hmm. um, but the whole thing about like installing it on three times and then having to having to to call in is just it, that's kind of insulting. Mm-hmm. Like, because you paid your money. Y- you I mean, paid your money. Yeah, it, it's not just that you paid your money, but you are a law-abiding citizen. The dude abides, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, we still don't trust you." You know, it, it, it is obnoxious. There's got to be a better way to handle this. But that's how that's how Spore does its DRM. Further, you can only have one single account when you play Spore. So let's say, you know, we're, we're talking about you're living in a house with, with your kids, okay? You want to play Spore, and your kid wants to make his own creature. He, he has to log into your account. He, ha- he can't create his own little kid account and, like, make his own creatures in his own little world. He has to log into yours and mess around with yours, you know? So, and, that is stupid. Huh? That is stupid. Yeah, and, you know, at, at least give me, like, one extra account. But no, one account, three installs, <clears> that's <throat> it. And so EA addresses these by, let's see, what do they do? Not saying the right things. <laughs> no, 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 no. That comes later. This one is uh, EA will be patching this. Fun- okay. Perhaps one of your shit. Okay. 
EA will be fixing the inability to install the game on more than three computers without having to call customer support and beg for an additional install allotment. Like iTunes, where you're able to deauthorize computer from accessing content so you can authorize a new one, EA will be patching this similar functionality into Spore in the near future. So basically, it's kind of like Bioshock, which I forgot to uninstall and I'm kind of screwed. But like Bioshock, when you install it, when you uninstall it, then the game says, okay, you can install it onto another PC. Because remember remember the whole fiasco last year when we were talking about Bioshock is that you can only have two installs at one uh, time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you want to install on the third one, you just couldn't. You could not. Um, I, uh, what's it called? I did not uninstall my Bioshock the first time, so I'm screwed. But in order to let you say you got a new computer, um, you have to uninstall it off your old one, and then you're free to install it on your new one, and, and, and it's not going to hit the two-computer limit. And they're saying that this similar functionality, why they didn't have this in the first place, I don't know. But this similar functionality is going to be passed into Spore. Um, and then they say, uh, as far as Securom goes, the copy protection software that is widely considered to be akin to spyware, EA rep stated there are no viruses, no spyware, and no malware. So that's another problem that people have with Securom, uh, is that they think that they install some weird shit on your PC to, to spy on you. Uh, I, they can say that until they're blue in the face. I still kind of am leery of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rep did calm concerns about EA eventually shutting down Spore servers, which authentic- which currently authenticate your ownership of the game automatically, offering assurance that EA would patch the game before any universe-ending server shut down to disable the DRM. It's far from an immediate threat to Spore owners, but it is one less thing to worry about. Most frustratingly of all, when asked about the inability to create more than one single game account with one copy of the game, the EA rep simply pointed to an existing statement that apologized for the misprint in the game manual that <laughs> suggested you could indeed create multiple accounts. So basically... People are mad that you can only create one, and the manual said that you could create many. So instead of saying, we will pass that, they said, well, we misprinted. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's where it is. We're sorry Bitches. that there's an extra fifth button on your Guitar Hero guitar. We only really planned to pl- for you to play with four buttons. That fifth button was a ma- factory misprint. So, <laughs> misprint. sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And then it responds more vocally to all the criticism. Uh, this is from Kotaku, and it says... This is this looks like it's a press release. Wow. Okay, so he says two weeks after two weeks ago, EA launched Spore, one of the most innovative games in the history of our industry. We're extremely pleased at the reception Spore has received from critics and consumers, but we're disappointed by the misunderstanding surrounding the use of DRM software and the limitation of the number of machines that are authorized to play a single copy of the game. We felt that limiting the number of machine authorizations to three wouldn't be a problem. Well, duh, it is. We assume that consumers understand piracy is a huge problem and that if games that take four, one to four years to develop are effectively stolen the day they launch, developers and publishers will simply stop investing in, the P- in PC games. Second, we have found that 75% of our consumers install and play any particular game on only one machine and less than 1% even ever try to play on more than three different machines. Third, we, assure, we assured consumers that if special circumstances warranted more than three machines, they could contact our customer service team and request additional authorizations. But we've received complaints from a lot of customers who we recognize and respect, and while it's easy to discount the noise from those who only want to post or transfer thousands of copies of the game on the internet, I believe we need to adapt our policy to ad- accommodate our legitimate consumers. Thank you, assholes. Going forward, we will amend the DRM policy on Sport 2. Oh, great. Expand the number of eligible machines from three to five. I don't think I don't think that's the issue here. Continue to offer channels to request additional activations where warranted. How mm. about you eliminate those channels and eliminate exactly. the need to authorize in the first? 
in the first place. Expedite our development of a system that will allow consumers to deauthorize machines and move authorizations to new machines. That that is good, but you wouldn't need it if you had didn't have the first things in the first place. Mm-hmm. We're willing to evolve our policy to accommodate our consumers, but we're hoping that everyone understands that DRM policy is essential to the economics essential. See, the economic structure we use to fund our games and as well as to the rights of people who create them without the ability to protect our work from piracy. Developers across the entire game industry will eventually stop investing time and money in the PC cycles. Let me... Wait. L- let me... I just got one right. thing to say. Is it going to be what I was going to say? But go ahead. Probably. EA, you just made it worse. Piracy is not <laughs> going anywhere. Secure mm-hmm. ROM can be ripped off. It has been. It is, as I speak, there are people pirating Spore. What did this do? Exactly. I mean, that was going to say, this is what you always say, and it's true. Piracy is going to happen whether we try to stop it or not. Mm -hmm. These people are, these these guys have no other mission in life but to make your life miserable, and they will find a way to do it. (laughs) They are smarter than us. They are smarter Mm -hmm. than you. So... Mm -hmm. Just say they fuck were it. XU. <laughs> they what? Oh, they were XU. Yeah. They were XU. So yeah. you know, okay, you know. So just fuck it. Give us the game. I will pay for it. Al will pay for it. Tony will pay for it. Ethan will pay for it. Uh, people in the industry will pay for it. Okay, customers who who, who don't know any better. I shouldn't say don't know any better because that's a negative connotation. But who don't know about that stuff will pay for it. Maybe some people we know won't pay for it, but. <laughs> 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 but we'll pay if one of us pays for it. <laughs> That's what he told me. That was verbatim. <laughs> Does he care if we out him? Uh, we'll, we'll censor Probably his name. Not. Don't don't out. <laughs> nah. Let, don't out uh, him. A friend, let's call him Jonas, said. <laughs> Jonas. <laughs> he said that. Um, yeah, he he wouldn't. He has the game. He didn't pay for it. But if we went to the store and I paid for it, he would buy his own copy. Okay. It's that good to him. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I'll go to the store. I'll take you to the store and I'll buy a copy. Jonas, you asshole. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, think about all the security features that video games had in the past. I, I still remember the fucking chocolate paper from uh, back in the fucking ROM days. You know, the, those, uh, what, Commodore? Oh, oh yeah, paper. yeah, yeah. You had to, you had to be like, okay, what's the secret code here? And then you had to, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like fucking Leisure Solari, where it was like you had to have the manual in order mm-hmm. to play yeah. fast. Yeah. Or in um, Maniac Mansion, uh, Data Tentacle, where you had to have the manual to get past like the first third of the game. Right. It's awesome. See, it, like, <laughs> like hey, Pirates is going to happen, and I think that, um. And we're going to talk a little bit about this next week because we have a topic on, on, on um, good old games and DRM and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, again, Spore came out on the pirate networks before it came out on retail. Mm-hmm. So the people who wanted to pirate the game already did it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I put out DRM, oh, man, now they're going to have a tough time pirating it. No, they already did it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, eh. So you're a day late, dollar short. That's it. Yeah, you know. So you, you can't stop it. So I mean, to to uh, and yeah, I'll put in chat room. It's got to be an inside job. But regardless, you know, it's like I can understand some sort of activation 
but this has so many layers. You can only create one. Okay, now the account thing, I don't know if that's like a DRM or just fucked up programming on the part. But you've got the mm-hmm. DRM and you've got the Securum, okay? It, Steam, okay? The way that I, I'll harp on this again. The way that Steam does it, you can play offline, but you have to like log into your. I don't know how offline work, uh, offline gaming works on Steam. Actually, have you tried to play offline? No, I'm never offline. Okay, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Okay, so let me use GameTap as a better example. GameTap, you have to log in in order to play. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of a hassle, and it sucks if you don't have an internet connection. And, and, and okay, that's fine, but it's. It's better than having this this kind of like arcane like oh you can only do it on a certain amount like I can install GameTap anywhere, anytime, mm-hmm. play any game anywhere where I want to. That's what I like about it. So I can understand that I have to log in to verify my account, um, and it again it's a problem for people who don't have internet access and that kind of sucks. Um, but I mean, all you have to do is activate it. Just fucking hook into a modem, dial up if you have to. but I mean again it's a hassle you shouldn't have to do that but I mean ideally it'd be a world where you don't have DRM you know and I'm personally afraid of the floodgates opening up but and and I don't have too much faith in humanity in general but like maybe that's the way to go just take it all off because nothing's gonna nothing else is gonna help otherwise you know consoles are supposed to be secure and people were you the one who was telling me that Wii was already cracked yeah Wii's cracked 360's cracked retail games on Wii are cracked yeah. Right? Or or is yeah. that just like homebrew stuff? No, 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 no. It's retail no. games? Yeah. Re- re- retail games are cracked. Yeah. So it's like if, if they want to find a way, they're going to do it. So just you know, respect the customers who will pay for it because, I mean, come on. It's not just piracy. Piracy is a big part of it, but it's not the only reason why PC games aren't aren't seeing a lot of sales. I'll say it again. Consoles are more accessible. There's World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. There's The Sims. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What what PC gamer what what uh, yes PCs are in as many households if not more households than consoles are but when when the the games on PC that we're looking at are the same first person shooters that are coming out to consoles people who would play a first person shooter would want a PC that's capable of handling those um those games but there's not I don't think there's a large amount enough of people who would want to fix their PC to play those games because they're not PC savvy so they go get a console and also their friends would have to do it too. And their friends too, right? And then, you know, the people who are left with the PCs who, who can play – I mean the people who are left with PCs who don't play those types of games and aren't, you know, inclined to upgrade their stuff, they have the Sims. Sims is very not resource hoggish. War, World of Warcraft, I assume, is not that hard in the hardware. No, so, not mean, at all because right, that's so, what makes it accessible. Yeah. So if, if you're going to use piracy as an excuse – Yes, that's part of it, but it's not the only reason. So, so putting this shitty DRM on there is not going to help. I can understand that there needs to be some measure, and I do sympathize with that. And I wouldn't be upset if they didn't take all of it away. But don't put so many layers. Don't put don't put all these layers. Don't put something that's like, oh, I have to call customer service now. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's just that's just dumb. I got a question. Yep. Um, what if they just made you register the game? In order to play it, and you know they now know you have an account with them, and you could make as many copies as you want because you just bought the game and you're registered. 
Um, I mean, that could work. It's it's similar to, 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 ch- to I mean, logging in still, online. You could still fuck them over. Yeah, okay, I, I will give my copy to my friend. Here's my registration number. Yeah, go put it on your computer. I'm going to delete it off mine and stuff like that. You know, and he didn't necessarily pay for it, but it's paid for. Yeah, and I mean, like, that like the, that example you just gave right now is like me. I'm done with Ridge Racer 6. I don't want to play it anymore. Here, Al, you can have it. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. what no, because they would like is, oh, I want to play Ridge Racer. Let me buy I it. I guess I'll go buy I it. Now they have two it. sets yeah. of sales. Um, well, I think what he's saying is, okay, you buy. I buy the game. I register uh-huh. it online. I should have the right to do whatever I want with it. Uh, I should be able okay. to make copies and give it to my friends and stuff like okay. that. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, even if it was, I have the right to stop playing the game and give it to somebody else. Right. Right. Technically, you know, I mean, according to us, yeah, that's fine. You know, I let you borrow games, you let me borrow games, I let Tony borrow games, blah, blah, blah. But the company doesn't like that because right. that's one less person that they're going to get money from. Because if I borrow a game from you, I'm not going to buy it unless sure. it's something that either we both will play together or something that um, I really want so bad that I want in my collection. Right. I think I think the reason why that's less um what's it called it's less of a less of an issue to me. Whoa! <laughs> Evelyn beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but um I forgot what I was effectively gonna say, so we'll just wait. <laughs> yeah, now you do. <laughs> Alfred needs a new headset. Needs a new headset. Smiley face yeah. sad. After he had his drunken fall. What? <laughs> drunken fall? No, drunken. Drunken fall. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Al's bad. How's your, how's your headset? Oh, no, no. It's fine. It's just you that... It the just hell kinda... did you do then? <laughs> no, what happened? <laughs> it was something very simple. Um, it was on the desk, and I was trying to put the heavy part of my headset, which is the volume knob and everything, lightly like on the floor. And, and it, it yanked on my it. already broken <laughs> off earpiece. Oh. And it was sliding down my keyboard. Oops. And it makes so much more noise. It sounds like it's so much worse than it really is. Yeah. Oh, wait till you hear it. It sounds... <laughs> I, I, went to, I went to Austin and I was like, Evelyn's beating the shit out of him. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's move on because there is a fiasco with the headset. I have no idea what happened, and I forgot what I was going to say. So, uh, yes, that is Spore DRM. It sucks. It's a game. <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> it's just so bad that people have such a such a disposition about products that yeah. are intellectual property at this point. Right. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is how bad it is. Before we move on to the next segment, I want, I want, I want you listeners to go onto Amazon.com, and this is a widely spread story. But if you haven't heard of it, go to Amazon.com, look up Spore, and look up all the reader reviews. It's yeah. like one and a half star on average, and fifty, sixty percent of them talk about like the DRM. It, it's bad. Okay, moving on. Behold the galaxy, full of stars and light and intelligence. But it wasn't always like this. 
All right, we are on the main topic, and uh, this is for, for anyone who's been paying attention to uh, where Dan Chu has gone. Dan Chu used to be the editor-in-chief of EGM and OneUp.com. He has his own blog called the Sore Thumbs Blog. It's another video gaming blog, yada, yada, yada. Um, what's interesting is that uh, about uh, two weeks ago, he posted a blog post from, uh, from someone who works in PR and marketing for a big publisher. Anonymous, of course. But this guy gives um, some perspective on their side of what he calls a battle. You know, he's he's pissed off that you know journalists are you know bitching and and about game shit. I can't even talk because I'm really frustrated at this guy. But the gist is, <laughs> you know, as a publisher person, you know, obviously he's got he he's got to defend his games, and you know he feels slighted by by critics. I I want to I want to pull out the highlights here for anyone who haven't who anyone out there who hasn't read this, but I, I suggest you go read this for yourself. It's a pretty actually good um interesting post. Sore Thumbs Blog, all one word, dot com, and it's a post from September fourth. It's called "From the Perspective of a Game Publisher." Uh, excuse you. So let's see. Um. Okay, so he says, I've been one of those people doing everything I can to get to try to, to try to get game journalists to place my games on the covers of their magazines, extended previews, assets posted online, and the scores as high as possible. I've pulled ad buys in protest of what I felt were unfair review scores. I've spoken to the boss of publications before and complained about certain journalists, and I have banned certain media outlets from getting pre-release access to game because of previous unfavorable coverage. Well, you you got to do the quotes. Quote-unquote banned. Oh. "Quote unquote banned," you know, because he doesn't want to come out and say I banned yeah. them. You know, so no, said, I've yeah. I've did something similar to banning. Yeah. So he says, "Okay, uh, already I can hear people posting in the comments below. Typical publisher scumbag. How dare you try to interfere with the truth?" They'll cry, and they have a point. But the strategy behind the publisher's efforts to pressure publications in the interest of a game does make sense in certain instances. Sometimes the efforts to control the message of a game comes from the most hardcore of gamers. The developers. Right off the bat, it needs to be remembered that most serious games are projects that involve dozens, if not hundreds, of people for years. The developer, in most cases, kills itself to get a game completed. Any good PR, any good PR people working for a game publisher understands what a developer goes through, and they should fight hard to get to get the game looked at by journalists fairly. That's not to say that a, get, a bad game should get a free pass, but every game should be given a fair appraisal with considerations made for target market and price. Okay. Well, here's my problem with that is that, t- to, t- by and large, I mean the the way that it that the way that it looks, a fair appraisal is never fair unless it's a good score. Yeah, especially since mm-hmm. the developers have worked for years and there's like hundreds of them. I mean, like, okay, were you gonna say something else? No, that's what I said. Okay, I was gonna say that <laughs> no matter how hard you work on a product. If it doesn't come out the right way, it doesn't come out the right way. And the, the, the reviewer's job is not to say how hard someone worked on it, but to, to let you know whether or not you should buy it. Well, that, that's, that's one side of reviews. Another side of reviews is discussing the game on an artistic level. That's, that's kind of different. It depends on what kind of journalistic uh, publication you're reading. But for, for, for the sake of buy or not buy, okay, you can't – I can't, you know – be the clerk behind the GameStop register and tell a guy. And when I when when a person asks me if a game is good or not, he wants to know if it's good or not. He doesn't want to know if I think that the developers worked hard on it. It's sad that you know hard work ultimately comes out in failure, if that happens. But 
if that's the case, you know, maybe the effort wasn't either the effort wasn't enough or the effort just wasn't good. You know, you can. I've encountered this tons of times, and I'm sure many of you have encountered this same thing, but tons of times, like, you, you get the coworker who works long hours and tries his hardest and whatever, but everything he does just comes out shit. <laughs> and that's, and, and like, it, it sounds funny, but it's sad because, like, yeah, he, this guy is trying hard. He just doesn't have the skills. He just can't do it. And what what can you do at that point? Because it's it's not going the, the product is not or the product or the project or whatever it is, it's just not going to end up good. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't say, oh, this is a good effort, so we're going to use it. If the company like talking about a client relationship, if the client says this can't work for us, it can't work for them. Period. It doesn't matter what kind of effort goes into it, which is sad, but it's true. Um, and so GoFart wants to say something. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is what do they expect the, the, you know, the reviewers to do? Poll every one of the employees that have worked on this and just based on their judgment and assessment of the project and their knowledge of it, say, okay, I have to consider this in my review. No, they're reviewing a game that has been put out by your production staff. Somebody else should have been polling your production staff so that you, know, you could make – Make everybody, you know, be in sync and have a, uh, you know, have a game that is to the standards that you wanted it to be instead of like a game that's rushed or anything else like that. These, you know, reviewers are not stupid. They'll know when something is fucking rushed and they'll know when something is fucking crappy. The controls are off. You know, everything moves slow. There's a lot of lag for no reason. There's, you know, it, the, the load time is just unconscionable. They know that shit. Okay, these are things that, you know, developers, if they wanted to, they could poll themselves. Okay, they could see everything, but it's like they leave everybody to their own devices and blame, you know, and try to use them as scapegoats. Oh, don't you know, they work so hard. We have 100 people working hundreds of hours. They miss their families. They didn't they didn't feed the kid yesterday. You know, what the the fuck? I don't care. I don't care. The game fucking blows, you know, and that's that's the long and short of it. We're not what game reviewers are not supposed to be in tune with the, you know, human side of the production of the game. They're supposed to review the actual game itself. It's inanimate. It is something that goes into your system. It's supposed to play the way you expect it to or the way the way you expect any game to play. Okay, and it's supposed to go in succinct order or in some order where you're comfortable that you're entertained. Okay, and if it's not entertaining, it's your fucking fault. That's your ass. Who the fuck can you you asked out? That's it. Uh, you know, and why blame them saying that? Oh, you don't understand that they spent so much time on this. Well, they spent so much time making shit. I mean, like you know. So how's that our fault? You know, and he's just uh, he's just trying to do spin control. I think. I, that's mostly what it comes down to, and then and then he comes out with this, which uh, is somewhat true, but also not. What many mm-hmm. gamers don't understand is how busy journalists can be, and also how lazy. Let's say you have Ooh. a game that takes thirty hours to complete, and the reviewer plays two hours of it and gives it a mediocre review based on the first two levels, just because he has ten other games to review and can't put in twenty hours. Or that's... when seeing a game pre-release, the journalist complains about things in the game <laughs> that are obviously a work in progress. Or when an editor of a big games website gives his FPS guy a sim racing game to review. Okay, that doesn't happen. That does <laughs> not all... happen. Okay, I should say this. I should say this. From my experience, <laughs> from my experience, that does not happen. Uh-huh. 
Maybe there's some shitty game blog out there that does it, but it does not happen where I've, you know, in GameSpot, I know for a fact that does not happen, okay? <laughs> and, you know, on one on EGM and 1UP, that doesn't happen. Um, because, like, if you look at certain types of games, you'll see the same names from reviewers pop up over and over again. If it's a fighting game uh, or, or, or an action game, it's usually, like, Shane Bettenhausen or, or, or James Milky or something like that. If it's a racing game or a sports game, it's almost always Demian Lynn or whoever else is on the sports team there. I don't even know the sports team there. But you get what I'm saying. They have people who spe- who know their things. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then the other point that somebody on another podcast made, I believe it was Robert Ashley on, on GFW Radio before uh, Rest in Peace, before it left, <laughs> um, was that at this point, unless you're talking about sports versus simulations versus other, games are games now. You know, a lot of people play first-person shooters, a lot of people play fighting games, a lot of people play role-playing games, and a lot of people play straight-up action-adventure games. You can't say, oh, my FPS guy is going to review this action-adventure game because they're probably the same guy. They, they, <laughs> a lot of people cross genres. You can't say that. Like, I understand he's saying sim racing, but that, 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 again, that doesn't happen. You know, And then the whole game that takes 30, hour, 30 hours to complete and the reviewer plays two hours of it, I can't speak for anybody but GameSpot, but I know that people... Uh, play the game to completion. Uh-huh. You know, I, I've, I've mm-hmm. talked to people about that when I was signed on, like I had a question about that because I wanted to know where they placed a priority between getting a, a review up on deadline and getting a review up with quality. And I've always been told if you need longer to play the game and finish the review, take longer. If you have a deadline, we will get the game to you as early as possible. Or we just won't give it to you because we know your my schedule's fucked up. You know, I can only do like one game every two weeks or so. So you know, they, then they won't give me a deadline game. That's fine. But no, it's not over at Gamespot. It's not. Oh, let's play two hours and and, and be done with it. No, never, never. You know, and and just I really think that a lot of the complaints that this guy is leveling against journalists probably apply to those who don't have strict organizational policies like a Gamespot. Like, like as if Davis or One Up or EGM or something. Um, I don't know. Uh, or I don't know. Apply, Go ahead. Or it applies to pomposity. I that's, that's just I a think it does. Statement. I think it, it apply, I mean, like, I, Yeah, I do. I agree with you. I think it's a pompous statement. That, that, you know. Yeah. So here it is. I've lived to see everything now. I, now I could die tomorrow, and I've lived to see everything <laughs> because the first time I've ever said heard anybody say that. Um, you know, I know how busy journalists can be. You know, gamers. Okay. Um, and how lazy. I. I mean, like you were considered lazy just playing games, and now you're lazy <laughs> not playing games. <laughs> I was like, that's it. I'm done. That's pretty funny. That's a good point. <laughs> done. Um, and then let's see. Uh, he says good good game journalists don't do these things. But truth be told, there aren't that many good game journalists. The most reputable ones are so inundated with requests from game publishers that it's inevitable that a publisher developer will have to deal with the B or C team. Well, what is a B or C team to you? The person who you've never heard of before? Like, I would be the C team guy, okay? You send me a game, I'm going to give it a, truth, the, the, a true verdict based on the entire game. Not gonna sit there for an hour and play it and tell you that it sucks. I'm gonna sit there for thirty hours, play it, claw my eyes out and tell you it sucks. Okay? And you know I'm why, the, right? I'm the C team. I am the C team, but that doesn't mean that I don't do the due diligence of a job. So I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. What are you saying, Al? Oh, I say you know why, right? Because you don't have any other projects. You're on a C team, so you don't get like eight projects at once. You get right. one. You put all your attention on that shit. Exactly. And just because you happen see, to be new doesn't mean anything because 
you technically could have something to prove. And you want to do your job right so you can be one of those 18 motherfuckers. Right. So, of course, you're going to do your job right. Right. So, um, so here's, here's my breakdown of the team. So, you have your A team. That's the alpha team, right? Okay. You have your B team. That's for burnout because alpha team is burned out. Okay. <laughs> so, go in there. Then you have your C, uh, C team for crapshoot. Okay, um, that's because B team fucked up and C team got to come in, right? Then you got your F team, which is total fucking fail. The fuck team. Okay. That sounds like a Thank certain couple of groups I know of. Thank Not even review that. worthy. <laughs> Thank you for that. Exactly. And I can under so, okay his his whole perspective is that he needs to protect the game that he cares about, and I understand that, but you know, deal with it. You know, if you care about the game, you care about the game. We understand that, but but. But the people who write the reviews have to care about the consumer, and they have to let them know what the, what they might be getting or might not be getting. There's some now. There's some people that I that I know, not personally, but like you know, I see through their behavior, like kind of semi indirectly, that they're pompous and they think that because they're a critic that they have all the power in the world. And I do get that. I do see that once in a while, and I understand that's where his frustration is coming from. And those people need to stop. Those people need to get out of reviewing, and you know, they don't, you know. Neither side is all powerful, and they shouldn't be presented as such. Okay, a, a, a game critic's power, so-called, you know, is, is only is only as good as its integrity. And if he's not, if he doesn't have integrity, if he's just doing it to show off his power, I mean, you can kind of easily tell that. I've, I've, you know, I've got a couple examples I could tell you guys offline about. But it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I aside from that. You know, th again, like Tony said, this is all just spin and all just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you know, but he, d he does go into what I was talking about, the paucity here. And I, this is one thing I do agree with. Okay. A great unspoken truth is, sorry, let me, sorry. let me just go on. Read this. Sorry, sorry. A great unspoken truth is that those involved in games development and publishing feel that many journalists feel a sense of entitlement, that they deserve to have their asses kissed because of the power they wield over the selling. You know, and I, I totally get that. Most people don't do that, but you know I can understand there's one or two people who think they're the shit. You know, I, the, the, I get that, but again, it's not the majority. Um, and, and and all the bullshit about like, oh, they're, they're you know they're living off the blood, sweat, and tears of creative people who love games and regularly work 100-hour weeks. What do you think they do? As much well, time as they spend developing a game, reviewers spend as much time shut in the house trying to play a game, and if the game is bad, they have to sit through it. They can't. They they don't have their weekends. You know, and people people like to say, "Oh, playing games isn't a hard job; it's just playing games." Uh, you have never <laughs> played you have never played a game that you don't want to for forty mm -hmm. hours straight. Then you coming back mm -hmm. and telling me that it's an easy job. Go ahead, Tony. I got Sorry. A, I got an amendment to that. Um, you you said uh, you, as, as far as the power of the journalists and stuff like that. Let me tell you something. Um, has has there ever been documented that a journalist who wrote a bad review of a game has you know, diminished by half all of their uh, profits. Uh, no. Nobody could know that. No. Nobody could know no that. Could know. I mean, like, you're, you're, you're just like, you're just like blaming them when you put, you know, putting out a shit product. Why are you blaming a journalist? Why are you just coming out and saying, okay, well, you got to understand our perspective on it. We put in the time. Our people put in 100 hours. Again, not the fucking point. Your people could put in 200 hours a week. They could be, uh, you know, chained to a, a fucking wall and whipped to death, okay? <laughs> if it's a bad product, you fucking, that's it. It's a bad product. You're fucked up, okay? So, you know, this whole thing is like, um, 
you know, you're talking about the journalists and stuff like that. And ultimately, I think it's up to the consumer. The consumer doesn't necessarily read everything that a journalist writes. Right. I don't buy games on impulse from a journalist saying, oh, yeah, five stars. Right. I don't buy games like that. I buy games because, okay, was I interested in the, you know, what it's presenting? Looks good. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Uh. Yeah. Well, you I know, do. Ha- I do have some. Try it out. I do have some rudimentary data for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go to um, GameRankings.com. Okay? okay, we're gonna go to GameRankings.com. We're gonna search for Red Steel, a game that I gave one out of five, and, <laughs> and I stand behind. I stand behind. Uh-huh. Red uh-huh. Steel has an average percentage ratio of sixty-six percent, which is not that good. Red Steel. But it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's bad enough. But Red Steel was one of the best-selling games of the Wii's launch, and yep. it is one of the Wii's best-sellers all time. Oh, mm-hmm. you, you can probably find that out by going to vgchartswithaz.com. VG Charts. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't trust them, so I'm not going to go. Oh, there. you don't but, trust yeah, them? Yeah, that's no. gangsta. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? It, what? It's gangsta. It, they, oh. they end their shit with a Z. Oh, okay. Charts. Um, <laughs> 50 Cent. Bulletproof. Why was it going to get... I heard the sequel was canned recently, but why was it going to get a sequel? Well, let's see what uh, Game Rankings gave it. 50 Cent. 50 Cent Bulletproof got a... Oh, I'm sorry. There's a G-Unit edition, and there's a regular edition. So the G-Unit edition got a 54%, and the regular edition got a 46%. Wow. Not so good, ah, right? Worse than Red Steel, comparatively. <laughs> right. <laughs> they wait, I got a question. G unit, so wait. you know they added a letter and a word, and it gets a better score. That's <laughs> now. Well, I'm sure they added more stuff in it. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. Go on. Did you guys hear that? What? Huh? I think my what fan is getting my fan is getting caught in something, Uh-oh. and it made like a yelping sound. <laughs> yep. But um, before you say what you're gonna say. Given those game ranking scores of fifty cent bulletproof, you know how many mi- it hit the million sold. It sold a million copies. There uh, you go. I mean, like, so there's no whatever. You so know, his, his whole argument is just thrown out the window. Whatever he's saying is just trying to get sympathy for them on their end. And you know what? If you try to get garner sympathy in a in a place where you know you're fucking wrong, okay? Once we find out, we have no sympathy. Stop making bullshit games come out with better games. Right. If you don't come out with better games, we will give it a harsh right. review and shut the fuck up. Al, what That's you, it. Yeah. You were saying something, Al, before I read the, the sales? Um, well, I was actually asking um, why you were going to game rankings instead of like Metacritic because everybody wants to focus on Metacritic these days. Okay, Metacritic then. Well, I, mean, they're, I, they're, they're pretty I, much I the just thing. asked. I didn't tell you to go to Metacritic. <laughs> I just wanted to know why you were doing game rankings. Yeah, why aren't you wait? Why aren't you a follower? Because they're pretty well, much the everybody's same thing. doing it. <laughs> okay, that that's all I wanted to know. I mean, if you look at it, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just a, 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 a all it is is a comp. These things are all the same thing, you know. It, it boils down yeah. to like a, comp- a compilation. It doesn't Metacritic game rankings. They're all bullshit, basically. Uh-huh. It's all. Right, I, I just didn't know that because I don't visit game rankings, so I didn't know if it was one of those aggregate sites or if it was just a. A review site on its own, so it was looking at no. Its it's the own... same thing. They're, they're, yeah. Okay. They're, and and in fact, I think they're owned by the. I think they're both owned by CNET. Oh, which oh, is nice. weird. Here we go. But the thing. But Conspiracy. the thing. Conspiracy. 
No, 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 no. Metacritic is is game rankings is just games. Metacritic, I think, does everything like movies and music too. That's why. So, oh, okay. Okay. Um, here's one thing that sticks out. But people at game developers constantly complain about game journalists offering ideas and previews and reviews for how games should be improved when they have no sense of how that is done. Let me tell you this. The reason, and, and Tycho from Penny Arcade voiced this better than I could. But when people ask why game reviewers think they're so much more qualified to review games than, than the average person who knows how to write, is that their job is to play games. Their job is to play as many as possible. Not everything, but but have a good sense and be around people who do so they have the perspective of what's what's better and what's worse than something. People want to say play a game for 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 what it is and that's true to an extent but at some point you got you, you figure if I would have a more pleasant time or a more enjoyable time or a more riveting experience playing a similar game that is of better quality then I will play the game that is of better quality. You know, barring some special trait that a game has, which adds to its overall experience, right? So, it's like a game reviewer is exposed to all this, okay? And so, when they have quote ideas of how a game might be improved, that's because some other game has probably already done it, and that's to say that it can be done, and it doesn't matter how you have to do it. Because his complaint is like, oh, they don't understand what it takes. Okay, that's fine. We don't have to understand what it takes because we've seen it done. Right? It's like mm-hmm. when we look at the animation in Too Human, for example, and we, we, we make fun of it as being stiff, okay? It's because we've seen it done better in other games that are more complicated. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like... It, it's, it's not like we're going into, like, you know, the first, uh, the, the first Mario game ever and saying, you know what, this really should have flying in it. No, because that was the first game ever, and you know we understand that. <laughs> you know, and when I say, and when I say we, I'm talking about not only journalists but but just regular game players too. Game players complain. You know, mm-hmm. he's talking about like, oh, you know, did Two Human really deserve those bad review scores? You know where the worst reviews came came from? Readers and players. Two Human did not get like an F. I don't think on it. Let me go to game rankings again. And look at look at what they gave to human. Okay, to human. I wrote an article on two human, not an article, but like an editorial on two human on my blog. And like a, a couple of the comments from users were two human sucks, two humans shit, two humans a waste of time. And it's like they probably these are the type of people who probably would have given it like a one out of ten. Okay, now I'm looking at game rankings, and the first, um, the lowest score that it gets is from EGM, and the average is like a. Like almost a sixty out of a hundred. That's an average. Okay. Mm. There's a C plus. Mm. There's a C minus. There's a B minus. There's a nine out of ten. There's a six point three out of ten. There's an eight out of ten almost. There's a five and a half out of ten. Six point five out of ten. It's all over the map. But none of them are like bad as like two out of ten. Unless you get to the readers. The readers who are the ones who are playing the game. The ones who are paying the money for the game. So if you you know I, I again this was said on the GFW radio podcast, but the people who review games ultimately at heart are people who love games. So by spurning them, you're basically spurning half your audience because the like yeah, half the gaming audience are people who just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but like the other half of the audience are people who love games. So like it's a, they have the same mentality as these people who write about them for a living. Maybe they don't have the perspective, but they have the same mentality. So when they get a game that's shitty and you say that the reviewer is wrong, you're basically saying that your consumer is wrong. Yeah, which is 
shit. So yeah, um, and apparently Gofart is Tony's dad's middle name. <laughs> Why'd you bring that up now? Because I just noticed that you typed that. <laughs> Al, as someone who's working on the other side of the fence before, as a tester for a claim, what were your, you know, looking at review scores and whatever, um, on that side of the fence? What were your reactions? Like, did you were, were you the type of person you mean, just like well, well, whatever, that... just in general, like like okay, I worked so hard on testing this game and now they fucking panned it. What am I supposed to do now? Or is it like I understand, or what? Like, <laughs> you really want my hands on this? Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> see, it, yeah, it's sure. kind of hard coming from the company I worked for because way before the game came out, we were like, this game sucks. <laughs> oh, okay, that's exactly – I knew that's what you are going to say, and that's exactly why I asked you the question because even someone internal, someone who's putting his blood, sweat, and tears into the game knows it's a bad product. So don't come in here, mm-hmm. PR guy, telling me that, oh, these guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, they even recognize when the game is shitty. So, you know, what do you want us to say? If your mm-hmm. own people are saying that a game is shitty, now you're going to complain about a journalist saying that it's shitty. Oh, boo, freaking who? You know, talk to your own people first. But um, yeah. though I think Al I mean, was in a special situation, wouldn't you it... say, Al? Hmm? I, I was going to say, I think you're in a special situation, wouldn't you say? Why? Because I worked for a company that made shitty it... games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I was going to say, it's probably going to be different if, like, I made, uh, if I worked for a company that made a decent game and it got panned, and I'm like, oh, man, that's kind of messed up, you know, the game got panned, and, uh, you know, it was actually halfway decent. But then if they rated it as something that was halfway decent, then that's fine. But if you give like a 2.0 to a game that's supposed to be like a 5.5, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a problem. But when you give a 2.0 to a game that's worth a 2.0, or even better, if you give a 1.0 to a game that's worth a 2.0, but you thought that it would be funnier if it did get a 1.0, it's even better. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm going to close this out with one comment from Will Wright, who was Wait. at... Huh? Before you close it out with the comment from Will Wright, I want you to do a game ranking search on BMX Triple X. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> BMX Triple X. Let's see. The uh the Xbox version has an average ratio of fifty nine percent. The GameCube version a fifty five percent and the PS two version uh fifty five point four. Up 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 up. So it's not as terrible as I would have thought. Yeah, it's not as terrible as I would have thought either. <laughs> That's surprising. Um, do you want big rigs? Big rigs. <laughs> oh, fuck. Big rigs over the road racing. You're a winner! Big rigs has a medical... Four oh. percent. <laughs> Four! means all that happened on the screen was colors. That's oh, it. my God. Oh, literally, that's all that happened that's on the screen literally, sometimes. It has no physics. <laughs> our, very own, our very own friend Alex Navarro gave it a 1 out of 10. Thunderbolt Games gave it a 1 out of 10. Game Raiders gave it a 3 out of 100. Tech TV gave it a 0 out of 5. NetJack gave it 0 out of 10. VG Force gave it a 0 out of 10. And Gamers Hell didn't, didn't review it. Wow. Oh, my God. Listen, listen, Mr. Reviewer Guy, you know, I know that you're working for the company and, you know, you, you feel bad that, you know, there's a outside click going on with journalists. You know, they stick together somehow and they all get together and like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe they made that shit. Yeah. 
um, I know it's your job to like go to them and say, well, listen, here's my story. Take that review and understand there's no spin. There is no spin. All you got fucking points for is colors. That's <laughs> that's fucking it. I mean, like, um, I don't, you know, I don't so, think, I don't think, uh, just, just interject really quickly. I don't think anybody was defending that game, but go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying in general, okay, in general, that's what, you know, if you're going to put spin, uh, you know, saying that journalists are unfair, you got to look at what they reviewed in the past and you've got to look at everything, ob- you know, objectively. And listen, I think this was right on the money. If everybody's like coming out and saying, yeah, um, the game actually loaded. So I gave it a one. <laughs> that probably is why I gave it a one. But to um you know, so to, to close so out to close this out, Will Wright had a quote because he was asked about Spore. Spore has very many different uh, genres kind of smushed into one game. It takes place over five phases, so you've got like the cellular phase where you're like eating bacteria and shit. And then the okay. and then the second phase I think is a creature creation, like when you when you reach land and you evolve. Third mm-hmm. and fourth are kind of like RTS light, and then fifth is space exploration. So, a lot of the gameplay mechanics are very very simplistic, and a lot of the um, a lot of the most pe- everybody you pretty much liked the game. The the one complaint was that like each disparate genre uh, exploration was too simplistic, just clicky clicky, you know, not too deep. And Will Wright commented on this. He didn't say like, "Oh, it's you know, it's it, it is actually deeper than you think." He he didn't like you know whatever. He said this. He said, "With sp- and he recognized he was like I intentionally dumbed down the game to make it a fun experience for more people than less. I would rather have the Metacritic score and uh, the Metacritic score and the sales of The Sims as opposed to the Metacritic score and sales of Half Life." Mm-hmm. Point being, Half Life, Half Life technically is one of the top PC games of all time and got a lot of great scores, and it sold decently, but it didn't sell like The Sims sells. The Sims, on the other hand, didn't always get a great, great score, but it sold like freaking hotcakes. So there's your whole oh reviewers are being unfair; they're gonna affect how our games are, you know, selling. S- sometimes it will, and sometimes it won't. Just talk to Will Wright, who is smarter than you are. Much, <laughs> much smarter than you are. Let just and just for posterity, you guys give any comments while I look up the Sims on game ranking. He he's much smarter than like half the people in this world are. Yeah, that's true. Shit, I'm much I'm much smarter than most people, but uh, he's smarter than me. <laughs> oh, here, here you go. <laughs> wow. So by most people, how many is that? Uh, I don't know. Let's few, see. Few. Hey, one. Um, do you respond to Dick? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're smarter than her. Big deal. No, let's see. Sims 2, 90%. Sims 2, free time, 76%. All these Sims are all across the board. It's 90%, 60%, 70%, whatever. But it's the best-selling franchise on PC. Mm-hmm. You know. Meanwhile, yeah. Half-Life has a game ranking score of... I bet it's like somewhere in the high 90s. Mm-hmm. But let's see. Half-Life, 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 Half-Life. Where's the original Half-Life? God damn it. Half-Life 1. Half-Life... 94%. So, there you go. Um, Alright, so that's it for this topic of this crybaby. Um, we're going to move on to the mailbag and a whole bunch of Sorry. Red Ring stories. Freaking ring fire. Hey, thanks for calling Xbox Customer Support. Your call may be monitored or recorded for quality purposes. Which 
console are you calling about? The 360! You know I can see if someone's available to help you, but first I need to check one thing. Oh, Which console? Please say original Xbox or Xbox 360. Three. Did you dial the right number? We're at the mailbag. Uh, we've got some mailbags and some Red Ring of Death stories. The first mail comes from Gideon Bryant in response to our um, top-selling franchises. He was just... He just researched something and uh, and and have a cl- has a clarification for us. According to what I researched in the past, Mario is still the top selling franchise, followed by Pokemon, etc., which is pretty much what you said last week. The Mario franchise in question just includes the core games and not any of the sports or Paper Mario or learning spinoffs, which is pretty interesting. Wow, I I thought hmm. it included everything. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. What they do include, though which drives up the numbers dramatically, are pack-in games. So every NES or SNES sold counted as long yeah, as it was a Mario Brothers go. or Mario yeah. bundle. Also, the portable Mario games like Super Mario Land, largely forgotten at this day and age, and the new Super Mario Brothers sold big time. That's true. As did the releases of the NES games on the GBA. If all the spin-off games were included, the number would probably top 300 million units. Thanks for the clarification. Uh, I d- did not realize <laughs> that it was just like, just the core games, but... um. Okay. Uh, any comments or next story? That was cool. Next story. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks that for your research, cool. Jay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> um, is, uh, this is a Red Ring of Death story from Vix Diesel on GameSpot. I got my 360 for free from Microsoft's ClubLive.com website since I refuse to pay for hardware that fails way too frequently. So I got the 360 and then bought the game I wanted for it. I played it, beat it, and got all but one achievement. I know I played my 360 for over 50 hours since that's, that was one of the achievements I got. The last achievement was 100 hours played for the game, which it, I think she also got. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No. It was 100 hours played for the game. My 360 red-ringed before I even got there. So a 360 that was rarely used red-ringed in under 100 hours of playtime, which is quite sad. Okay, this is a message from... Uh, Jimbo, James Logan, who was on our podcast a couple of uh, weeks, months, whatever ago. Thank you for writing in, Jimbo. His subject line is, I kind of love you guys, plus a red ring story. (laughs) It says, while my 360 didn't technically red ring on me, I did get one flashing red quadrant, which turns out to be the video card, which is not under the extended warranty. In the middle of the GameSpot Call of Duty 4 tournament. Bummer. I managed to borrow a friend's 360 till we got bumped from the tournament, after which he kindly lent me his retail hookup and got my old busted box swapped out for a new one, which is the HDMI port. Not a total loss, just a hassle. Funny, I had my 360 for just over a year when the tournament started, and I had this crazy feeling that if I was gonna go, it was going to go out of me, it was going to be then. Curse that cruel mistress named Fate, or was it Joyce? Hugs and kisses, Jimbo. Hugs and kisses to you, big boy. <laughs> um... Let's see, here's a message from Ms. Cortana from GameSpot as well. It all began during a 30-day GamerScore challenge. Holy shit, 30 days. It all began during a 30-day GamerScore challenge on 360voice.com. My 360, which was almost a year old, sh- started to show signs of distress. Slowly, it would prove to be a challenge for the g- to game as this evil, unplayable disc error persisted in robbing me from enjoying what I should have been great game experience. What should have been a great game experience, sorry. Alas, I won my challenge and decided to send my 360 in for repair. Seeing this would be a simple repair of the disc drive, I put my faith... In the underpaid workers at Microsoft. <laughs> and I waited and waited and waited. Almost two weeks later, the UPS guy dropped my package off and seemingly all was in order. To say I was enthralled would be an understatement, especially with the release of Star Wars The Force Unleashed. That evening would be a, would be spent calling in airstrikes the day after unleashing The Force. However, the day after I woke up and went about my morning activities as I would any other morning, I was strong with The Force that morning, so I eased in my chair, pressed the Xbox button on my controller, and looked on as the green 360 logo filled my screen. 
it froze. So I tried to reboot again and again to no avail. I got the same screen every time. No dashboard, no error messages, no Star Wars. I would end up troubleshooting this problem all morning, and ultimately this newly refurbed 360 red ringed after one day of use. This console that has been put through rigorous testing, end quote, had failed. Thanks, Microsoft. Instead of repairing my good console, you sent me utter trash. Wow. <laughs> and that, that is sucks. brilliant. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this is from Alarcax, uh, also on GameSpot. Hey, when I got my 360 like two years ago, the system never worked right from the start. <laughs> Some games would rent ring it. Others would take a long time to load. 15 minutes to play Burnout Revenge. Holy shit. That's my old Jesus. Yeah. My- you waited? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, I have to pee. I have to eat. I have to... Oh, shit, it's on! <laughs> my ultimate solution was to get that Nyko intercooler thing. While it's not the safest way, it allowed me to play my 360 just fine. Okay. Uh, my voice is getting tired. Al, do you want to read Edu Buccaneers? Sure. Uh, message from Edu Buccaneer. After waiting almost two years for the whole Red Ring of Death fiasco with the 360 settled down, uh, to settle down, in May 2007, I bought an Elite 360 in the USA. Since I don't live there but in Brazil, and our prices for the nationalized 360 are ridiculously high, around two and a half times the American price, That's ridiculous. buying an Elite seemed like the best choice at the time. Hell yeah, it would have been like $900 for yeah. an Elite. Not even, $1,000. Um, fast forward to May this year, <laughs> it red rings while playing Grand Theft Auto 4. I try all the usual methods, HD, no HD, everything. Uh, hard drive, no hard drive, or HDTV? Hard drive, no hard drive. Because oh, okay. one, one of the things is like, oh, you have to take your hard drive off and turn it on and then turn it off again and put it back on and turn it on again. It's just, uh, I, it won't work. I start getting in touch with MS Brazil, which I thought initially he meant Miss Brazil. I was like, whoa, you don't miss Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> they tell me American. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, the period threw me off. You know, the the lack of period. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me American-made systems are not supported here and that I'd have to send it over to the U.S. so they replace it as in the three-year warranty. I then call courier companies just for giggles, shits and giggles, in order to know the actual price of mailing something oh as God. big and as heavy as a 360 abroad. Combined prices for shipping two back and importation taxes. Taxes. Wow. It costs the same amount I paid for a brand oh new Elite package. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Get the over. fuck out of here. Just to mail it, it would cost that much money. What the fuck? I yeah. passed that info over to our local branch with no results. They did, however, hilarious as it might sound, suggest that if my system happened to break again after mailing it in, that they'd send it for free. Wow, thanks. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? You still have to put it <laughs> out of your pocket. Then they reimburse you like fucking three months later. Yeah. What the fuck? To some of the trials I had with Microsoft, they took a month and a half of talking with no results, just pissed off days. Countless emails to the U.S. branch ended up getting robotic replies with the same, saying the same thing over and over, even though I made an extra effort to explain my situation. In my mind, they're an extremely shitty company with shitty product design and shitty support. Fast forward to now, the rage is still there, but I still have unplayed games that I bought months ago. So taking another gamble with Microsoft, I'm about to buy another 360, an arcade model, which now costs around the price I'd have to pay for an unofficial repair for my Elite, if that worked, which doesn't, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> for the specific problem my system has, the GPU being faulty, or oh, code 0110. After reading countless message boards, I gathered the most reliable, quote, 
unquote, most reliable. Info possible on how to buy one of the RROD-proof Falcon Chip 360 models, basing my decision on a lot number, team name, and a manufacturing date. That's too much All work. of this due to the fact that buying a freaking video game system nowadays is like buying a used car. You can't trust the shiny finish. That's wow. That, yeah, that is been, a, that's yeah. a serious quote. I've well, been well, talking well, I, to him I gotta about say, this. I'm sorry. I got to defend Microsoft. Okay, listen. She just like bashed them. Okay. Um, what was that thing she she wrote here? Who's she? Miss Brazil. What? No. What? Oh, Al. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what? What happened? I'm looking. Yeah, nothing happened. I'm just being a dumbass. You are. <laughs> um. Oh, I want to read the next one too. Yeah, read Ish. From Ish. Um. This one is from Ish Boogie. Mr. Brooklyn Grenade. Ish on. Boogie. Yeah, Ish Boogie. Um. Ish Jeezy. Ish Jeezy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. The first time my 360 pulled an epic fail on me was during February of last year. I remember playing the Crackdown demo with C. Richard 2005 right before it happened. The game froze on me and I couldn't access the dashboard either. So when I rebooted my beloved Shaniqua, that's what, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was the name for my first 360. Uh, no, that was the first name for his 360. And maybe that's why Revering and Death on me, what a horrible name. <laughs> I guess she made up her mind and said, hey, hey, fuck you, and had a <laughs> menstrual cycle. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I don't try- trust anything that bleeds for five All right, days let him and doesn't finish. die. <laughs> We're coming up on time. Um, I tried tapping the system thinking that, <laughs> that would work. Coming to a realization that I had to send it in, I initially thought a ton of boredom would ensue while I was at the repair center. But I had Okami to play on PS2, and for that long, long repair process, I think it took a month and change. 360 did mm. not matter. The second repair process isn't worth mentioning, but I think renaming my system is in order. Even though having a name for it doesn't value to anything in the first place. I think I'll call it Amaterasu. Amaterasu. Oh, name of the main character in um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to break again. He said I tried tapping on the system thing and that would work. There was some kind of uh, sexual connotation there since he kept on saying she had her menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Just uh, it's a, little, tap that ass. a little risque there. <laughs> Um, okay, let me read the, the qu- a, a, a Supersonic97 has a question and a tale, so I'm going to read the question first so we can answer it. Go for it. Is it right to rate a maddeningly mediocre game down based on that merit alone? And I think the merit he's talking about is... Uh, I, the, the, the developers working so hard on the game. No, the merit being the actual quality, and then the developers' hard work is not like the merit according to what the game is in the end. Oh, what he's saying mm-hmm. is, is it right to rate a, a mediocre game based on its mediocrity? Is what he's saying basically. Um, my two cents. I think so. I know that developers. Oh, you mean to rate it worse than mediocre because no, it's no, mediocre? No, 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 no. Is it right to rate a mediocre game based on its mediocrity alone? Is what he's saying. Oh, yeah, isn't that the reason right. why? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he says, my two cents. I think so. I know that developers put a lot of work into their games, but games are more than $50 now, and I can only buy so many a year. Allowing for there to be some cynicism keeps the industry healthy and competitive. As they say, a Van Orde day keeps a doctor away. God. But yeah, I mean, th- this exactly voices what we were talking about before. It's like, um, you work hundreds of hours a week. We get that. We have to pay $50 for what could be as... Now. $60 even. Uh, what could be mm-hmm. like you know, six hours or seven hours of shitty game. So 
You can complain all you want. Consumers are going to complain too. Um, <coughs> any thoughts on that, or should we read his Red Ring story? Well, I um, just wanted to go on and uh, like defend Microsoft. Okay. Um, Edu, Edu Buccaneer said, in my mind, they are an extremely shitty company with shitty product design and shitty support. No. They're an extremely successful computer company that decided to say, okay, we could take profits out of the video game industry with our product, and they don't know fucking shit about video games. But they did well. Mm. That's it. They did. I mean, well, no, no, actually, well, they did well now. You know, they got Halo and shit like that. I mean, like, back then, didn't do well. But they're doing well now, aren't they? No. I, th I think they, like, did well for one month. Well, he's he's talking. He's not talking about whether or not they do well. He's talking about how they treat their consumers, which is not very good at all. Yeah, but Tony's well, talking about how well they're doing you know, financially. When, when, when you talk about like the computer side of it, um, I think they handle everything fairly. I mean, like, you know, you you if you have a computer problem, you could call them up and they they handle it efficiently. Right, because Windows Seven is coming out right after they tried to promote Vista, while at the same time downplaying it. Right, that's fair. No, it's Windows Mojave. <laughs> Microsoft, Microsoft is financially successful. That does not make it a, a company that treats its consumers well or fairly. You know, and if that's what they have to do to be successful, so be it. That doesn't change the fact that they're not doing a good job of what they do. And not, not, mm. not sorry, not a good job, but like they're, 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 you know, not very good at what they do. It's just that people don't necessarily know any better, and that's the impetus for all the "Hi, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC" commercials, which obviously yeah. are, are, are bunk. It's not about PC or Mac, it's about the operating system. But the point right, is, right. is that okay? So yes, they're financially successful, but Windows ninety five, ninety eight may have been most popular, but they weren't the best systems out there. They're actually pretty poor. Okay, Windows mm -hmm. Millennium came out, that sold a, qu quite a bit. That was poor. Okay, Windows mm, XP came very out, very poor. That was selling a lot, but that was also poor until Surface Pack two. Okay, and so. Now they're coming out with Vista, and they're trying to pimp it as, like, the greatest thing on Earth, but at the same time, they're secretly saying, oh, Windows 7 is right around the corner. So what? People who bought Vista now have to upgrade to Windows 7 two years? You know? Mm -hmm. No, it's not that mm -hmm. great. And, and, like, the way that they're treating their 360 customers, you know, whether or not they're, they didn't know what they were doing, that's part of the problem. Too bad that they didn't know what they were doing because they're fucking up now. Like, a good point that was made by Teen Titties. Dean Takahashi Sorry. on his um on his uh, investigative report was that uh -huh. they look at they they they're so inexperienced that they look at it like a software company. We'll put out mm -hmm. faulty hardware and patch it later. And you can't really do that. Yeah, you know? and no, that's shitty. Can't. That's shitty. No. So, yeah, it is shitty. you know, it's it's But like in my experience if I ever had a problem with like their operating system and I called them and stuff like that, uh they they you know, they explained everything fairly and stuff. I just had a convenience of having somebody who knows computers, and so I didn't have to call them. But if I, you know, every time that I called them, they dealt with me fairly, and they gave me the right answers. Right. And wait, so, wait, wait, hold that's on. That's fine, but they did You didn't, called Microsoft? You did? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and they... You, you know you, why? Because my first computer had ME. Oh. That's oh, probably why. They must have been oh, giving you, know you free support back then. you I had to call Microsoft. Then. Oh, you had you you had to call them yeah. every fucking day. But wait a uh, minute, why? Oh, yeah, sorry. Was this at a point where they would not talk to you unless you gave them a credit card number, or was this before that? I never had to give a credit card number. Oh, so it must have been before. Because now they're like, um, yeah, thank you for calling Microsoft. What's your credit card number? Are you serious? <laughs> yep. What I mean, not fuck? literally, but yeah, these these people they don't talk to you unless you give them money. 
So like let me rephrase my statement because now I've been proven wrong. In my mind, they are an extremely shitty company <laughs> with shitty product design and shitty support. Um, yes, they are. <laughs> if they're asking for a fucking credit card, are you serious? What yeah. for? I'm not buying shit. Because they oh. charge you for support by like the hour or something like that. Are you serious? Oh, or by no. incident, one or two. Yeah. And, but uh, it's for like uh, Windows, yeah. but not for um, hey, uh, not for Austin. Xbox, other things. Austin, on my own, no. Can you please cue the song from the Mercenaries commercial? <laughs> what? Uh, oh no! Oh no! Just look it up on YouTube. <laughs> you've done. You'll you, see. You, you've oh done no, a, a, they did. You've done a wonderful <laughs> representation of that. Thank you. But um, I uh, I, I'm just gonna say, wait till your Xbox 360 gives a red ring, and you have to go through that process yourself. How long have you had yours? I've had mine since uh, June of two July of two thousand six. It is not red ringed on me, but the disk drive is broken, in the sense oh. that when I try to open it when it's vertical, sometimes it does not open. So I have to oh, tap okay. it or put it on its side to open. And when I put it on its Jesus. side, it will not play the game. When I put the game in, it closes the disk. It'll open right back up. So I have to put the game in when it's side. I have to put it on its side, put the game in, turn it upright, close the tray, and then I can play it. I could, I can oh like. Oh my god! Yeah, I can feel a you red know, ring coming on. I can feel one coming on in like the next two months. You know, right, for right after my warranty wears out too. Yeah, exactly. For two hundred dollars back in 90, 1985, you just had to blow on a system and blow on the games. Now you have to like fucking maneuver it this way. Well, you'd have to blow on a system and blow on the games for another about five or six years until that machine failed because that was also exactly. a poorly built piece yeah, of hardware. I mean, like, yeah. Like what are you gonna do? The, it was it was it was it was actually the the NES was actually surprisingly poorly built. Like those pins, like the way that the mm -hmm. cartridges and stuff work, like it's mm -hmm. it was a it was basically a guarantee that it would fail over time. Yeah, <laughs> like there was no way around it. It would fail because the way that unless you barely ever used it, <laughs> it's like it's like a light bulb. It, it's good for X thousand uses and then it's done. Because like those, you know how when you when you push the cartridges down. He doesn't work for Cablevision anymore. Well, my channel, Captain Black. <laughs> That's not his department. <laughs> Good luck with that, Hope. Good luck with that. Exactly. He, he, he's on another job. Well, he should still have the info. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. I got, I got ten off. numbers for you. I got, Hope, ten numbers. 718-617-6900 uh, uh, or something like that. Uh, oh, digital cable. <laughs> if you, damn it. Oh, my fucking Lord. Oh, oh wait, commercial. wait, I'm sorry. 617-3500. Call him. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. The... call shit. I'm just turning this off. <laughs> sorry. But, yeah, when you press down on the on the NES cartridge to put it into the system, you know what you're doing? You're bending those pins to kind of clamp down on the, on the cartridge. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. eventually, those pins get way bent out of shape and too loose. And that's right. why you have to blow on your car. Yeah, that's why you have to. That that's what the problem is. Even though it's not, <laughs> blowing on it actually works if it's dirty and and you don't put any moisture in and saliva into your blow, which is kind of disgusting. So I'm gonna move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here is here is uh, Supersonic's uh, Red Ring story before we end the episode. Uh huh. Let's see. Hey, Red Ring of Death Story, hmm? Well, boy, I've got one for you. It was in the dread of July when I turned on my Xbox to enjoy for the hundredth time, faffing around in ES4. What's ES4? Um, um, Electronics? No, uh, it's probably like no. uh, maybe some soccer game. I don't know. Everything boots Wait. up. Everything boots up and faffing commences as usual. I'm jumping up on top of every rocker table and talking to all the 
random strangers I see when they're on a semi-decorated color. Oh, I know what it is. Elder Scrolls Four. Sorry. Uh, He's talking oh, about Oblivion. Okay. Oh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Everything yeah. boots up okay. and faff and commences as usual. I'm topping. On, I'm jumping on top of every rocker table and talking to all the random strangers I see. When there, on the semi-decorated tr- hunk of elevated ground, a woman is standing, facing the direction opposite me. I approach her slowly and command her attention. She turns to me, and suddenly the old proportion of the screen glitches a bloody red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm startled and afraid. <laughs> my every limb twitching to have once the faffing process of oblivion when I realize as I turn my head down that perhaps I should turn off this contraption, the one I'm grotesquely examining with my eyes. The Xbox. I arise carefully, as if I had discovered a deer sleeping or a bird eating Cheetos. With great concentration, my upper limbs stretch out to my lower ones, hunkering down at the command of my waist. I took a deep breath, and then the deed was done. And then, well, I waited for four fucking <laughs> weeks. Oh, my God. All I did was browse GameSpot aimlessly, which resulted only in me finding some stupid podcast run by two men and a Tony. Yes. Thank you. Thank Red you. Ring, Thank you. The Red Ring of Death caused us to get another listener. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so that you is a success that. story. But, but thank, thanks, for, thanks for acknowledging that we're a stupid podcast run by two men and, you know, a child, Tony. Uh, yeah, very well, good. Well, it doesn't have to be a child. It could be a woman or hermaphrodite or asexual cell. Or a being who's species. It has to leave Tony. me out. Well, he at least you're two men. At least he capitalized your name, even if it's feminine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> two he men and a Tony. To do that. Yeah, two and a half we're men. Not a stupid. We're not a stupid podcast. Okay, we are very, very, very stupid. stupid. Yes, thank you. You should, <laughs> <laughs> you should very. You know, you got to get your facts straight. That's it. <laughs> All right, and um, we're going to wrap this we up. We sympathize with the story, but thanks. <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Uh, go to some weird hairy dude with an instrument. I don't know what that site is. Whoa, who's that? I'm not hairy. There you are. Look at that Look at that mop on your head. I don't have an instrument either. I hey, mean, dude. I do, but but you're talking about oh, like here a we syringe go. or something. Oh, here we go. Evelyn. Huh? What? What's, What's the URL? Show you my in- what? Huh? What's the URL? <laughs> I, oh, my, my, mine is uh, uh, xlm2k.blogspot.com. Go to um, drfishypants.com after you've listened to Harry Boy at xlm2k.blogspot.com. Play his guitar and look at, look at Dr. Fishy Pants do some doctorate work on his fishy pants and some video games. What were you going to say, Al? Um, 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 that's all. And, uh, wow, I've run out of stuff to pimp, which is good because we're ending on time for once today. I have been, no, wait, for Tony. <laughs> for Al. Yo soy el host Telemundo, Chupon, Señor Gigante. Bienvenido a Trekkings Podcast. El gordo y la flaca. Viva la Trekkings Podcast. Ah oh. Ah oh. Digital Tony. Oh come on, you killed it. That's it. Hey, he started it. I have no humor for that shit. Ah oh. Digital cable. At least we didn't take the Spanish version. Oh, that's it. I'm off.